Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 111. It's too bad there's no sports going on. Nothing to talk about. No, it's very boring. It's it's almost like it's the beginning of the pandemic. Not. Very not. It, it is all four sports charging ahead. We've got the ALCS, and or I guess both LCSs, almost in a deadlock. A kind of wild start to the NHL season. The NBA is back. Uh, we're going to talk about week six in the NFL. And I'm I'm sure there's more. <laughs> yeah, lots more. Oh, always more. I wanted to start with baseball because that is, at least to me, that's what I've been most locked into. Weirdly enough. Oh yeah. For the playoffs, yeah. That's no. These two series that we're in right now, and we'll go back and talk about the Dodgers and Giants. I just have found these four teams. Not only the best four teams in baseball, but just some great games, and they're so different. The two of them. The two series so far. For sure, yeah. One is dramatic. It comes down to like the last at bat. And the other one, it's like it's like a ten minute unravel of one team and domination of the other team. And I can't get a read on the Red Sox Houston series. I have no idea what's going on there because it's like ten minutes in one game out of the first four games, and that's which decides who wins the game. Uh, going back to the Dodgers ending the Giants season, they, this 107 and 108 or whatever they were, the Dodgers win 2-1. It feels like they were the better team. Max Scherzer comes in for the save. Cody Bellinger, who had been quiet all season besides the injuries, comes up with the biggest hit. But I feel like everyone's talking about Wilmer Flores or when it happened. Wilmer Flores, the check swing, and it ends the Giants season in probably one of the most devastating ways possible. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they'll, I know it's MLB, so probably not, but it would be nice if they could use that as part of a review. If it is a check swing or yeah. not. Like, there's got to be a way they can do that by a computer. You know what I mean? If they can check balls and strikes on an umpire uh, using a computer, I'm sure they can do a check swing with the same concept. Yeah, like a sensor over home plate or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's technology out there. I'm for still, sure. There's still, we'll talk about, it's in game four of this Red Sox Astros series, but I, I think I'm I think I'm done with umpires. I, I do, at least for balls and strikes, I just don't think we need them anymore. Yeah, yeah. tell that to Evaldi last night. Yeah. Uh, going into this Boston-Houston series, I, we talked about who do we cheer for or who do we just tolerate more. And watching it, it's just two really good baseball teams. And it kind of makes me feel better because I, I think the Yankees kind of would have – well, I know they lost to Boston. I still think they would have got stomped by the Astros. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard, hard to say. But, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Like, again, I'm a sports fan, so I'm going to watch the American League Championship Series, even though I hate both teams. And I find myself cheering for one team and then cheering for the other team, and you know, but not in a good way. Not not like the Braves and Dodgers, where it's, again, I don't care who wins, really. I kind of would prefer the Dodgers just because I think they can win the World Series, where I don't know if the Braves can, but... The Braves seem to be finding a way. There's, I'm They could easily be up three nothing right now, and it could be over tonight. Yeah, they, they're the team that I just kept saying. Well, you know, they lost Acuna. They lost Acuna. They lost Acuna. I've been a broken record about it, and it's amazing to think he was on this team last year. Obviously, Austin Riley has stepped up in a much bigger way without For sure. Acuna in the lineup, but 
I kind of forgot that they were in the NLCS last year against the Dodgers and took them to a game seven. I kind of forgot the experience that this team actually does have. Right. Yeah, for sure. And on top of the fact that really their best player, maybe not necessarily this year, is struggling. Seven straight strikeouts before yeah, that game he's like, three. I don't know. He's two for 12 in the series. Like, if you're a Dodgers fan, aren't you a little bit worried? Like, what if this guy decides to get on track? Yeah. Uh, game one, Houston wins 5-4. It was one of those, like, it took me to get to a bit to get into the flow of this series. Altuve with the error, and it feels like all is lost in Houston. Felt very dramatic for a game one. I, I don't know. Between you and me, in a fence post, Altuve seems to be the guy that either wins a game for Houston or loses the game for Houston with a like the errors. Like I, I don't know. Like he's really, he he's really um, the name on the win or the loss of almost all of these games. Yeah, they, he's had two pretty big errors, significant for sure, and. I mean, Altuve does hit a home run that ties the game at four. Of course he does. Yes. And <clears throat> I think what I forget about this Dodger team, or this Dodger team, the Astros team, is that they've been in the playoffs so many years that Carlos Correa is now the all-time active leader in postseason RBIs. Right. Yeah, moved ahead of two Yankees, which goes, yeah, I thought the same thing. When they said that style, I went, yeah, they, I guess they've been around quite a while in the playoffs like every year and like what's when's the last time they didn't make it to the american league championship yeah series? no for sure it's been a long time yep it was basically just like it was two years in between they're the worst team in baseball and now they're world series contenders yeah exactly uh, how i just i need to hear what you thought about the correa celebration i know we don't like him but in that moment he hits the home run he knows it's a no doubter yeah and he starts tapping on his wrist and says, it's my time. Right. And you see now he does it for every hit he gets now for whatever reason. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of his at, at all. At all. Like he just – I don't know. It's the arrogance I think he's got. Like, I know he's good. I'm not going to deny that. But I sure don't want to see him in pinstripes next year. Yeah, that that's kind of wild that, that he was a part of the, – the Yankees were a part of that rumor. I think, I think their move – the Yankees, if they wanted to go all the way in, is to get one of those guys from the Dodgers. Because Trey Turner isn't really a second baseman. Right. But also, are they going to get rid of Corey Seager? Because he's, I think he's a free agent. Yep. yep. There's lots. Yankees throw some money around. Oh, the Yankees will have, yeah, their pick of the litter, so to speak, for their next shortstop. Uh, game two, Boston wins 9-5. J.D. Martinez and Rafael Devers both hit grand slams. It's 8 nothing in the second inning. And the game's over. And the funny part to me is that Red Sox fans still were up 8 nothing, and still were mad at Jake Odorizzi for taking 13 minutes to warm up, which I do agree it's delaying the game. Right. But then even he complained because he said, well, you know, I usually get 30 minutes to warm up. Right. But it's the playoffs, especially the this these two series. We've just kind of seen, oh, who's warming up in the bullpen? Oh, he was supposed to be the game two starter, and now he's coming in in the eighth inning? Yeah, I, I just, to me, it feels like the managers are 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 scrambling like to me again i watched the yankees all these years there was never there was a few games where they need openers but it was due to injuries and stuff like that this seems like it's a mad scramble like what are you doing i, I don't know uh, from from me as as a red sox fan what are you doing throwing in your probably your best starting pitcher 
in a in a game where you're up in the series? Like, aren't you wasting him? Or is he now just going to pitch game six? Like, is he okay to go again? Yeah. I mean, we also did see that with Scherzer after he came in for the save and then had to pitch in game two against the Braves. Right. Uh, it was funny that it was 9-5 because I, I, that's one of those deceiving scores. It was not 9-5. You have to watch. Again, it's a game you have to watch or else you'll have no idea how close or how not close the games are. It, it's never close. Houston hits two home runs in the bottom of the ninth, and you're like, oh, okay, it's a respectable score, but... That's all it is. It's because Boston dug into the depths of their bullpen and brought anyone and everyone. I'm pretty sure yeah. I was going to start warming up soon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'd never heard of... Uh, oh, now I can't even remember his name. It's not... It, he. Uh, I want to look it up, but I can't. The but lefty? Like, no, um... It's not Matsuzaka, obviously, oh. but like oh the, the other guy, yes, I know who you mean. Yeah. He was terrible, but yeah. he came in in like multiple games, and I hadn't right. heard of him before of that. Yeah, uh, game three, Boston dominates twelve three again. Kyle Schwarber a grand slam because that's all the Red Sox are doing. Yeah, after I loved the game four stat where they have uh, twenty two of their twenty seven runs of these playoffs are off home runs. Right, and the league average is like forty percent, and that's yeah. like eighty percent. Yeah. So it, it's a team where, you know what, if they stay hot, they can win the World Series yeah. or they could fall flat in this series. For sure. Yeah. Very it's all possible. or nothing for them because I really thought they had game four in the bag when Houston scored first, but then they get two in the bottom of the inning and they and they just keep hitting. So you just think, oh, well, this is – if Kiki's hitting 500, he's going to get a hit every second at bat he's up there because he's on, right? Yeah. He's probably the hottest hitter. I wouldn't even pitch to him. I don't care if he's leading off. Just walk. Yeah, take your base because he's just killing you. Yeah, even in I, I'm pretty sure he has a home run in three out of the four games. And if not, yeah. like I, I don't, it's not like he doesn't have a hit. He's, he's always getting, yeah, he's getting on. So like, just walk the guy. Don't let him burn you. Uh, in the greatest pitching performance of these playoffs, Eduardo Rodriguez goes six innings, right? Which is the greatest. It's the best pitching performance. Yeah, out of maybe not any series, but right. at least in the AL, I can't yeah. think of a. Because they just everyone's pulling their starters and going to the bullpen yeah. so early, right? And uh, after he struck out Correa to end an inning, he did the Correa celebration, which I loved. And honestly, to give Carlos Correa credit, he even liked it. He's like, you know what? It's fun. We're in competition, and he struck him out. He got the upper hand in that situation. Yeah, you don't see that very rarely. And Correa. and it's the best part of about it to me was that Alex Cora was the one saying no no don't do that like right. gotta be respectful but I I'm surprised there isn't more of an edge to Correa or uh, to not Correa to Cora of this is your old team this is the team not only that you cheated with but right. they kind of threw you under the bus and right I feel like everyone forgets that he was the Red Sox manager and then he got kicked out for a year and then he just came back yeah exactly uh it was like, in a 12-3 game, it's, okay, Schwarber hits the Grand Slam. Arroyo, J.D. Martinez, Devers, they all hit home runs again. It, it's do or die. Like, Boston is live or die by the home run. That, yeah, absolutely. That's been, again, it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes of them getting hits or singles or walks. But I'll tell you what, the, the Red Sox aren't swinging at bad pitches at all. They are forcing Houston, who in my mind isn't really a deep pitching staff, like your number one pitcher who – I think is got is gonna have to go for Tommy John surgery as soon as I hear tightness in the forearm. It sounds like it's nothing, but that sounds to me like he's done like for a year. Yeah, and if, he's their best pitcher. And if you're leaving him off the ALCS roster, yeah, there's the, a reason you're doing it. Yeah, it's not like he's day to day. 
right? He's year to year. Yeah. <laughs> and in this game four, it, it just it felt like more of the Atlanta Dodgers series. It's two two. Bregman hits the first inning home run. Bogarts hits the two run home run. I was there now Tuve error in this one. Yep. And then he hits a home run. Right. That's what I mean. He's just he's highlighting himself. Good and bad. And it it be in another conversation about baseball of Alex Cora and Nick Pavetta's gone through six innings, five innings, and is given up the one run at that point. And Cora takes him out. And it's one of those you don't have a deep bullpen already. Right. Now you're gonna dip into it for four innings instead of two or three. Like I I don't get why you don't let Nick Pavetta just keep going. Yeah, it's it's gone. Like again, there's so much stuff from baseball that's just taken out of the hands of managers now. And instead of going with your gut, which can again make you or break you, I guess that helps you when you're at the podium after the game, right? Why'd you make that decision? Well, based on analytics, that's <laughs> what I was told to do. It's like he's not even making a decision, right? He's looking at a. Excel sheet going, oh, well, that's what it's telling me to do, so here I go. Yeah, it, it's hard when everyone goes, well, you can't let the pitcher go through the lineup a third time. Why not? We've They've done it for a 100 years. Like, I know we got better cheaters out there now, right, Astros? But, I mean, other than that, come on. Uh, come on. You gotta, Sometimes you just got to, like, again, how many times have you heard batters go, thank God they took them out? I, I couldn't get a read on them. Yeah. So, if... It, one more time through, like, was that really going to make a difference? Yeah. And then they bring in Ivaldi, which does not make sense for, at all for it, it, a guy who is not only the game two starter, but looked like he could have started any of the next two games. But now <laughs> he's just a bullpen arm. It, it's weird. It, I just between them and the Dodgers, who I think are like the two favorites going into this series. It's so weird how they're. I guess as a Yankees fan, you just never see that. It's just weird. We just we follow the same mantra. Maybe it's not right because obviously we're not playing right now. Yeah. But it's just to me, it just didn't seem like the right time to do that. I get it, right? Like you're do or die in the ninth, and okay, put your best guy in there. But they're not do or die. They're winning this series. Yeah. And in it, a game where they just gave up the lead in the last inning. And really, again, at the end of the day. Going into game five, six, or seven, if it goes that far in this series, how is the Red Sox bullpen's morale? Okay, manager Cora, you you don't trust us at all in a game that we're in. You throw in our best pitcher rather than put any of us in. So you trust us a lot, don't you? Yeah, there's like two guys on that bullpen I trust, and it's uh, Whitlock and Hauk. Is that how you say it? Yeah. H-O-U-C-K? Right. It's it's two guys that you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's... I'm surprised Chris Sale isn't out there more. Like, I know he isn't pitching well, He's... but why not just put him in relief yeah, role? You're right. Maybe he has one good inning, right? Because he, he definitely doesn't have more than two oh. in him, right? He just doesn't pitch. Yeah, he's just not having... But you're right. Like, there's a guy in... Like, why wouldn't you put him in the lineup? That would make sense. Like, to me, I would be like, yeah, put him in. Maybe he has one good inning in him. Yeah, because he could. Get, get he you has. to the bottom of the night. Yeah, just get him one one inning. Get him be your setup guy. Because then he's not hurting you. He's, you don't care. He's not going to start for you the rest of the series. Yeah. I, I just... To me, I just think that really... I think it lowers the Red Sox chances of winning. Which I think it would be shocking if... The Red Sox get through the series, and you go, okay, who is Houston's best pitcher? Um, 
Well, Granky, Granky was okay, and yeah. Um, uh, no, no McCullers, no Verlander. McCullers is their best pitcher, and he's not playing, so it's got to be one of those bullpen arms that have kind of saved them through it. Because again, on either side, any game, if if you're a betting person, go to take any sports book over. over every time. Just take the over. Boston hit the over in game two in like the, the second inning. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two. <clears throat> Uh, Braves Dodgers game one, a walk off. The Braves win three two. Austin Riley, uh, uh, <clears throat> Max Scherzer was talking. Wow, um, you all I, right? Yeah, my my voice is going a bit. Going through puberty. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, Scherzer didn't even say he was bad or anything like that. He pitched four innings and then just said he had dead arm. Which I know you have to put him in a spot. Like, I understand putting him in for the save in game five. Why wouldn't you give him an extra day? Because they did it with Walker Bueller. They did it. They yep. pitched him on short rest. Yep. But, like, does, does Dave Roberts not know he's tired? Like, if why would you put him out there if he's not going to be at 100% does, or as close to as possible? I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Like, does Dave Roberts not know he had four other starting pitchers that he used throughout the year? Probably more, right? They probably, well, I know a couple of them went insane, but you know what I mean? Like you, you've got other pitchers to start yeah. or open or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But yeah, to me, the Dodgers and the Red Sox are just, the Braves seem to be doing the best job of pitching in my mind because I think the Dodgers are the best team. So you're keeping them in check and could be up 3 nothing, But they're kind of doing it by the book, right? Your starter comes in, pitches four, five, six innings if he can. Yeah. And then you go to your bullpens. It, it seems like there's a lot, like Brian Snitker has a lot more faith in his starters. Exactly. And it's not like the Braves starters are better than the Dodgers starters. Definitely. I'd say, if anything, they're less. Like, I would uh, the Normally, if the all the Dodgers starters were there, but... Overall, I I would say the pitching staff for the Dodgers is better than the Braves, but it's not looking that way right now. No. Uh, it's weird. I just, going into this game, I'm like, all right, we're going to go to Dodger Stadium, game one. It's going to be great. And then game opens, and it's Brian, Brian Anderson who usually does NBA games. But actually, I've really enjoyed him because I was thinking, who does the NLCS anymore? Is he um, an athlete? Like, is he... Uh, I don't. I can look it up. Okay. I don't, I I just, don't remember if he was or not. Um, just because when they were doing the broadcasts, and I, I again, I can't remember if it was Brian Anderson asking the question because there's three of them up there. I know Ron Darling pitched for the Mets, but um, I thought him. I thought the middle guy said, "Well, you guys both pitch. You would know." I thought Brian Anderson might have been like a middle reliever or something like that. But again, he just kind of looked familiar. Face wise, and then when I saw the name, I went, "Hmm." But it, that that very rarely happens where a play by play guy is from the sp the professional ranks. It's usually a color guy, right? Generally speaking. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything okay. about him being a pitcher. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe he just pitched for fun, like pitched. Yeah, I mean, he probably <laughs> like played in like high school or college, right? But Atlanta gets home field advantage, which I understand because they won their division, but. They won 88 games. I know. The Dodgers won 106. I know. I I almost thought it was wrong when they went, why are they playing in Atlanta? They weren't the better team. They're definitely not the favorite. But it's just because the Dodgers were a wild card team. That's, I mean, again, we we could just add this to the laundry list of things baseball needs to change. But yeah. 
Are we really giving a team an advantage because just because they won their division? Right. And, and they, they won a terrible division? Division, exactly. Uh, game two, once again, another walk-off. Braves win 5-4. Eddie Rosario, who I forgot the Braves really took a big swing with Rosario, that they made that trade while he was hurt and brought right. and brought him in not knowing if he was going to be able to play. Right. And now he's their leadoff hitter and yeah. seems like the catalyst for their offense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Scherzer dead arm. They bring in Julio Arias in the eighth inning, which to me that just looked like the biggest panic move of this guy could have been your starter for the next game, which they even did that. I think it was game five against the Giants that they didn't start Arias, but they brought him in at one point. Right. Yeah. Again, I just don't understand how they're managing their pitchers. My it just o- doesn't make sense. My only guess is that the pitchers are just saying, I'll come in, I'll come in whenever, like put me in a relief role. Because Arias did it last year in the playoffs. Like he got the last six outs of the World Series, but he's a starting pitcher. He should be starting games. <laughs> yeah, like get him to pitch five innings for you. Like get half of the game over with with a guy that you can rely on, and he's good. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna use it. Flabbergasted is my word. I just, <laughs> I, I don't understand this series at all. I've been scratching my head again. Both Red Sox and the Dodgers. I don't get it. It's it's almost like they they want the other team to have a chance in this series. Is what the the way they're they're managing it. I I love the the playoff performers we have because Jock Peterson hasn't didn't have a great regular season, but right shows up in the playoffs. Well, especially he's playing his former team, right? Using Anthony Rizzo's bat. Yes, exactly, and using uh, Wilma Fl- Flintstone's uh, necklace or or Marge. Uh, Marge's <clears throat> is red, though, I think. I don't think they're pearls. Yeah, it is a really big necklace. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Corey Seager, not only in game two, but it transitions into game three, hits two run shots in the first inning. Yeah. Just looked like a... Didn't I just watch this game? <laughs> the only the only reason you could tell it was different is because they were in different stadiums. But it right. just was the exact same scenario. Mookie yep. Betts gets on, Seager hits a two-run home run. Right. And the, and the Dodgers are doing a fine job of stealing. Which is nice to see that that's back. And I saw two pitch outs last night. <laughs> I I did I, I I couldn't believe it twice. And they even talked about it again. Yeah, you never see the pitch out because the downside to when you pitch out is you never pitch out twice in a row. So that automatically gives the runner the advantage. And of course, that's what he did. He stole second on the second pitch. It even makes me go back to the Houston-Boston. I think it was in the ninth inning. Correa gets on base. He's on second base, and Rafael Devers is basically playing shortstop. He's asking Correa to steal. Right. And he doesn't even have a steal attempt this year. Right. Yeah. Again, it's just sad that that part of the game, the Yankees have to bring that back somehow because they they do it with uh, Tyler, who's their backup second baseman. Wade? Thank you, Tyler Wade. Um, yeah, it's the only time that I find, or if Gardner's on, that, and even he doesn't really steal anymore, that it's exciting. Someone's on first, and like, yeah. I you know, know, they're rarely a threat. Yeah, yeah, like the pitcher's not even looking at you. Uh, the Braves had a big fourth and fifth, I mean, mostly the fourth, but they tack on another run in the fifth, and once again, it just kind of feels like the Braves, in the highest scoring game of the series so yeah, far. right. It just kind of it, it felt like the Braves were in control. Mookie yep. Betts hits a bloop. Cody Bellinger with the blast, and all of a sudden, it was tied up, and the Dodgers are taking the lead. Like it was just, it really felt like out of nowhere, and it felt like the Dodgers bats finally woke up. Yeah, and but again, 
the starting pitcher for the Braves, who's been a stellar playoff performer through his whole career, figures it out. He does struggle early, but boy, oh boy, did he ever figure it out. And again, they left him in. They didn't pull him after the first inning. Yeah. We're talking about Mortensen. Right? Yeah. The the whole Braves rotation is is just not – it kind of – I think it's what everyone thought Milwaukee was with Cor- right. with Corbin yeah. Burns and yeah. Brandon Woodruff. It's it's Freed, who had a great game one. Mm-hmm. It's Ian Anderson. Yep. It's uh, Yanoa. It's um, Charlie Morton. Like, they just have these guys who – None of them are a superstar. Like, to me, Max Fried is their best pitcher, but it's not like he's miles above everybody else. Right. It's kind of two similar rotations, except the Dodgers have the big names. Yeah, exactly. And they're missing Kershaw yeah. and Dustin May. Right. I think they just kind of left David Price off the roster. Yeah, like, what? hello? What happened to your $22 million player? That's not even talked about. Yeah, no. It just, it's At just all. pushed like, to the that's... wayside. McCullers has brought up every game of this Houston Boston right, series. Right, yeah, and they haven't t- talked about Price at all. No. Nope. Right? They like, traded for the Danny Duffy. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, my last just complaint about this is why Why do we have both the games on an, on the same day? Just alternate days. Give everybody a day off. Let us... Enjoy baseball for a few extra days instead of, oh, you know, well, it's 2-3-2, two, two, so Boston-Houston, they're playing tonight again, yep. third straight night. Can't just give them a night off. Uh, exactly, and then have decent pitchers rested so they can play, you know, pitch on four days rest or whatever. I agree with you. Again, MLB doesn't get it because the other leagues get it. They they make sure everyone can watch all games and and. How do you think Dodger fans are feeling having to go to watch a three o'clock game for the National League Championship Series? Like, yeah. come on, it's the, not 1965 where no, there's TVs just starting. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, no, it, it it doesn't, especially when you're in the middle of this great game and it's a five o'clock Eastern game. Yep, and it's the eighth inning, and oh, all right, we're gonna look at the first inning of yeah the other game. We're gonna switch over. No, I do, I'm I, I'm in this game for I know. a reason. Exactly, that's the downside to taping games because then you're scrambling. Hopefully, you're caught up by then, which that's what happened to me, and I was able to flip channels and watch it on another station. But yeah, I, I, that I don't understand. But no wonder why West Coast hates the East Coast, right? Like that's a prime example. Like it just doesn't make sense. You don't need to do that. The the one thing that is good, what they're doing is at least with both of them on that they have an early game, but they're also going to do this in the world series where the game is going to start at like eight thirty-seven, and any kid you want watching, isn't going to be able to watch past the fifth inning or sixth inning, depending on how cool their parents are. Like, yeah, they're uh, not going to let them stay up for the whole game because nope. it's going to end at 1130 midnight. Again, I can't make it that long. That's why <laughs> I tape the game so I can watch them the next morning having a cup of coffee and enjoy it. But yeah, I and again, if anything, what why wouldn't you just have the Dodgers game at regular time then? Like, like the, why have it at three in the afternoon when they can play at seven o'clock at night, which is really ten o'clock at night, which is at the end of the first game. Yeah. Yeah, it, start, it just doesn't make sense. Even just have a little bit of start the Red Sox game or Houston, whatever, because they're both East Coast. You start them at six, right? So have they're a, done. They're done. You can even give them because all these games are going on. And yes. anybody that complains about it, yeah. I'm sorry, it's playoff baseball. That's what happens. Everything is yeah. slowed down. That's right. Yeah. Every every. That's why I love playoff baseball is because every at bat, 
even if it's the first inning and matters it's, it's it's important yes every pitch right matters first pitch yep uh anything else from these these series no no just in, it, like you said i'm just enjoying it so you got a couple more good games starting shortly here yeah because we have to have a couple games on today <laughs> yeah. that's what we need for baseball there's two series left and we need both of them on right now we're not complaining their sports on just complaining about the times when they are on just every other day yeah and then yeah you can just have give us more we can <laughs> go into november yeah um We'll go to the NFL because we we didn't do the preview. Oh, sorry, I thought guess. you were talking about Aaron Boone's coming back. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, so three year extension. It, I, the funny thing to me is I I it's just two wish two plus he one. So right, they're giving two him, team two for Aaron and one for the team, depending how we, things go. Because he is a great regular season manager. He's Absolutely. a great record. Yes, but that's not what matters. Not in Yankee Land. It is. Uh, it's. But who else is out there? That's right. True. That's, that's the way I think the about option. it. Like, who, Right, there's no next Joe Girardi out there no. in my mind. So yeah, bring him back. Wait for whoever the next guy is going to be, because I yeah. feel like there's going to be a Somebody. former Yankee out there. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of That's, what they do. Exactly, but he's just not ready yet. Whoever he is. That's that's going to be the frustrating thing of the next year for the Yankees is the whole year you're just going to say, well, I, do I really care what happens here if they get into the playoffs? Do do I trust Boone to make the right decisions? Am I going to have to trust Garrett Cole again? Because we're at that point where it's kind of weird to be trusting Garrett Cole and you're paying him all this money. And I, I loved the contract. I thought it was a great signing. But yeah. now if he can't get through three innings of an important game. If, if again, we haven't heard anything yet, but it, I hope it does come to fruition that Cole was hurt. I hope it comes out that he had to have, I don't care if it's minor surgery or what. but If it was na- a nagging something, just, it's at least a reason. Right. Just like LeMahieu, right? I give him credit. He batted 270, and he had a torn labrum or whatever, groin or whatever, right? Yeah. Sports hernia. So that that's pretty good for a 320 normal hitter. Yeah. One last baseball question for you. Do you know who the American League uh, batting champion was this year? Because when I, when I heard this, I went, really? Okay, so clearly it's not. A, if you're asking me this, it's not going to be a big name because I know Vladdy was in it for a bit. Yep. Um, I can't even think because Tim Anderson wasn't really. No, in that. he was three hundred, but yeah, he wasn't in the chase. Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's got to be some obscure team. It's no, it's not an obscure team, just an ex- obscure player from the team. Uh, so he's still playing. There's your hint. Still playing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it like Kyle Tucker? Nope. Am I actually no? I shouldn't guess that. Um. Bregmanton, uh, Brantley, Michael Brantley. No, you're probably going to guess everyone, and he'll be the last one you guess. Am I? Is it the Astros? Yep. Okay, so I'm not going to just roll through their lineup. <laughs> I don't think it was Correa or Altuve, because again, that would make too much sense. Uh, neither. I don't think it's either of the catchers. Uh, I think he's the oldest player on the field. If that helps you, is it Maldonado? Nope. Okay. Uh, oldest player in the field. Oh, uh, wow. Really? Yuli Gurriel? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's what I forget. <laughs> I, how old, that I forget was. how old he was. Yeah, it, and like he was the only reason why he was in the lineup like the last few years, cause he batted terrible in the playoffs. He was like one sixty seven or something, but, but he was a good glove. Yeah. He's a first baseman, right? He's their good first baseman. That's the only reason why he was there. I couldn't believe he won the batting title. Like he's 37. I think. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that just kind of encapsulates what a weird year this was, even though yeah. it was a full season. Full, yeah. First year after a weird, another weird year. Yeah. So next year's normal, I guess, is what we're hoping for. I mean, it's 162 games. It's going to get weird. If the Yankees win the World Series, yes, things are normal. <laughs> All uh, right. We're done with the M- MLB. Move on. To the NFL, where uh, we go back to Thursday, where Tampa Bay wins 28 22. Yeah, and to me, this was the biggest red flag game. How do you let Philadelphia hang around in this game? That's kind of what Tampa seems to do in all their games, right? New England, mm-hmm. Dallas. Yeah. Who else did they play? Uh, well, the Falcons. The, the Falcons the were in it in the was, fourth quarter, right? The Rams, the only one that wasn't close. That they lost. Yeah, and even the Dolphins were in it early, but again, that's more similar to the Falcons game. Yeah, they just. I don't. To me, I just don't feel great about them. They're gonna win their division. Yep. Do I trust them to win a playoff game? Because you could be playing the Rams. Depends on on what their defensive backs look like. Like they bring in Sherman and he gets hurt. It's almost like it's you don't want to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the defensive backside because you're gonna get hurt. And. The whole time, everyone's like, oh, look at everyone's throwing all over the Bucks, and it's because everyone's scared of their run defense. The Eagles weren't scared of their run defense. No. Nope. Jalen Hurts, not that he looks like this spectacular franchise quarterback, but kind of just did what he had to do. Yeah. Did, and got everything he needed to. It, this Bucks defense kind of seems like it's their weak point, and their offense is going to have to drag them into the playoffs. Yeah. Which maybe then at that point, the Bucks defense gets better throughout the year. I feel like we see that a lot. Right. Especially when you get into cold temperatures. Last year was like that. Yeah. yeah their their defense better. was amazing in the playoffs. And I think we just, maybe our expectations were too high. Yeah. They, but they brought they, everybody back. Yeah. Well, yeah. The only Gronkowski's the only one who's been out. And their defensive backs have been out. So yeah. that's really kind of hurt them. And I think Brown's played above expectations. He's definitely better than he was last year. Yeah. Or two years ago. He's more similar to the Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver than the New England Patriot wide receiver. Or the Freeze's Toes Las Vegas Raider. Yeah. Or I'm not going to Buffalo. Damn, that was... Uh, to, uh, I guess, the early early game on Sunday, Jaguars-Dolphins. Who doesn't love a Sunday morning 9.30 kickoff? You're making fun of this game. I watched it. It was actually a really good game. So the NFL, and that's why I do watch all NFL games. You can tell me any two teams I will sit down and watch because this was an entertaining game. It was fun to watch. I guess it's because it's two teams that are at the same level, which is disappointing for for, for Miami. Oh, for sure. Miami, there's no way they should be one in five, but they are. And But this was a good game. Uh, Does Urban... Does Urban Meyer fly back with them? Or? Nope. Stay in stay in uh, London, England. That's he still has not won a game in North America and might not this year. That is that is really funny. In a in a last second field goal, of course, the most dramatic way possible. I just like I'm I'm not the Jaguars. I never thought would be a playoff team, but I think we I think we're just done with Miami. Like I think that was kind of it. Like they play Atlanta this weekend. This would be like all of the do nails or, in the coffin. Yeah, do or die. To, yeah, they have to beat the Falcons. Uh, the Colts dominate the terrible Texans 31-3. Yeah. Good for Carson Wentz. Build his confidence up because they're not as bad as one and four. No. Right. Who's kidding who? But the Texans, it was just, it was funny that they are the Jaguars of this year, it feels like. They won their opening game and now are they going to win again? We, well, I looked at the schedule ahead because, uh, did you win your, um, 
your survivor pool? Uh, yeah, I picked the Rams. Oh, so did I. Um, so I took the Cardinals this week because they're playing the Texans. So now I started looking ahead because now I'm getting excited going, geez, I'm, okay, let's let's take a look because I don't want to run out of teams. And I've seen, I seen a few games where <laughs> the Lions and the Jets are playing each other, or the Texans and the Lions and the Jets. I'm going, oh, my goodness. I hope it doesn't come down to that where I have to pick one of those teams because, yeah, that, there's some ties coming up. Um, speaking of our Eliminator pick, the the Rams beat the Giants 38-11. Matt Stafford threw three touchdowns – or four touchdowns. And Danny Dimes – I know that was his nickname. Do we call him like Danny Pennies now? Yeah. Three interceptions, two fumbles, one fumble lost, and this game never really felt close. Right. It's two teams that are at completely different echelons of football. The Rams are good. The Giants are bad. We already know there's two tiers of football here. We already talked about the teams that are good and who are bad. And I just thought that, and I think the Giants, their defense isn't as good as it was last year, so that's hurting them. So they're not even in games now. Yeah, 38-11. That's, that's is Bar- how long is Barkley out for? Uh, they say? I don't know, but the fact that Jones even played this week after, yeah, after last week. La- yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah, Although I don't think you put in the other guy who does any better. They, no. may, they don't even get a field goal. Yeah, poor, poor Mike Clennon. Um, I'm going to say the biggest shocker of the weekend, although I love the Baltimore Ravens, I, I thought there was a chance they could beat the Chargers. The Chargers were riding high, and it kind of made sense that, the, that a letdown was possible. I don't think anyone could have expected a 34 to 6 beatdown. I I saw the score before I watched this game because I happened to look de- glance down at the score or whatever. I I didn't believe it, so I had to watch the game going, how did this happen? The Chargers are like the one of the top 5 teams in the NFL right now. How did this happen? And especially because watching the Ravens uh struggle on Monday Night Football, I, but their defense really started pulling things together and they just they stopped the Chargers offense now simple as that like it wasn't i don't think it was anything um he bear did to hurt his chances it's not that really french oh sorry herbert herbert you bear uh the the ravens the the best stat to me because obviously the ravens are going to run the ball and it, it's going to be great my favorite part besides herbert having more pa- passing yards than lamar yep. was austin eckler six carries seven yards right they just it, there was nothing the Ravens defense could, or there was nothing the Chargers offense could do. Right, and it was weird because it's just every game this year it's just been okay. Yeah, they're gonna put up thirty points pretty easily, but the Ravens not only did they hold on to the ball a lot because that's how they're gonna win games. Yeah, I was shocked at how many like how not only dynamic their offense is, but it just it feels like they can score on anyone. For sure, it just I don't know. Jackson's just still amazing running the football, but. Take a look at their other running backs. Oh, the got. guys they were throwing in. It's just like, oh, there's a Le'Veon like Bell 2010 touchdown. 2010 best running backs of 2010 were all in the lineup for the Ravens. Yeah, Devontae Freeman. And three guys. Latavius Murray. Yeah. like they were, They're all like were superstars back in the day. And, and they all did their job to, on this day. Yeah, and it's also – I'm interested to see what they do now because now the Ravens are 5-1. and one. We just found out they're going to lose their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, for right, the for season the again. Yeah. yeah. I, not that it doesn't matter because he's Stanley is an all-pro tackle. I, I wonder if the Ravens can just put anybody at that tackle spot and they just have the scheme and the running game overall to just win the division. Because now, now with 
what's going on with Cleveland, it kind of yeah. just feels like it's Baltimore cruising to a division it, title unless Cincinnati really comes on. Yeah, it's like Baltimore and Tennessee are already in the driver's seat in their divisions in my mind. And yeah, so they're probably just going to tell the, the right tackle, okay, you got Lamar there. He's just going to do his thing, so if you miss the guy, no big deal. He's, he's just, still going to get around. Yeah, him. just try touch him at least with your fingernail so at least slows him down for a half a second. That's and all Lamar needs. will do the rest, yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I heard, I saw a headline that said, the Kansas City Chiefs bounce back. Are we sure they bounced back? I don't know. Like, I know they won 31-13 yeah. against a not very good Washington team. Yeah, again, their defense are right it's just downgraded from last year it's like the cowboys got the essence of the giants and the washington football team defense and they've got it <laughs> yeah they, they've just taken it over and in a bounce back games where you know a bounce back game you say okay the chiefs won mahomes threw for almost 400 yards two yeah. touchdowns this looks great no but two it, two one interception again the chris collingsworth rule but wasn't the other one was bad it was totally his fault like what are you doing he just panicked yeah it's like a rookie quarterback throwing that like i just didn't understand that did you see the play where he broke the defender's ankles like lamar oh yeah so he's dropped for those who didn't see it mahomes is dropping back in the pocket and this one guy has a clear path at him yeah and mahomes yeah. does like two spin moves back and forth and the defender just is laying on the ground right it's like a video game and I don't even know if Mahomes completed that pass because Doesn't I just matter. I just cared about what happened. Yeah. Like that was just it was such a good move. And you should have started off the NFL thing, the NFL part of your broadcast broadcast podcast. It was either a blowout or it was a close game or overtime. Yeah, that's what this week was, was all about. No there was no mediocre. Like, ah, this is, game was good for a little bit. It was either the game was good the whole time or the game was terrible the entire time because it was a blowout. That is true. That also goes for your Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. They route the Lions 34-11. It wasn't close. Like When I watched this game, I thought, why didn't I take Cincinnati this week for my survivor pick? I, I what I should have did. I think it was I, – I didn't – I wasn't fully – not that I didn't fully trust the Bengals. I was just worried, is this the game the Lions Because you know they're going to – because they try hard, right? You, you know there's some teams that are just bad, like last year's Jets, yeah. right? They just – they weren't trying – I don't know. You could just feel it, right? Yeah. They were bad, yeah. and they knew they were bad. And they were this Lions team, you could tell they're playing for their coach. They You could tell that they like their coach. Even in this game, they're, tr they're trying. Yeah, they didn't just give up when they're down. No, Exactly. They, they keep fighting, and so th someone to win a game here. Someone is going to get caught thinking, "Oh, okay, it's the Lions. They've won a game." Well, they almost beat the Bears, right? That yeah. would have been one of those games where, yeah, I think the Lions. I wouldn't have been surprised if they won that game. But it's pretty much is this? Is this the only game they've been blown out in? Because like yeah. that, the first yeah, game the, against the Niners, they were a couple in that of one. field goals, right? Like yeah. the records NFL setting, like that's like I mean, like how what really? If you're the coach of the Lions, you got to be saying, "Listen, boys, we're close." <laughs> Right, we're I getting close. Like we, if we lose on a record-setting field goal, how can you be down on yourself? Yes, of course you are, but think about it. You lost, but think about it, the circumstances. Yeah, how exactly. You lost. Yeah. Uh, so one of those good games, the Vikings win in overtime, thirty-four twenty-eight. And... This Viking team, I can't figure it. Either <laughs> they can't score more than seven points, or they just blow it up and they're blah scoring at will. I to me, this is more of a game of like. So like the Panthers, are we just? We know we we, we called we, we it when we called them and the Broncos the most foolish. Um, what term did we use for them? 
well, I, I would call them like bullish, bullish, or or they're disguised as a three and O team, and they're both three and three. Are we surprised? No, no, no. We knew that was going to happen. The Panthers, it's drops, it's penalties in this game. Sam Darnold, I didn't know this was a rule that you can't call back to back timeouts. Yes. Did not yes. know that was a rule, but yeah, Darnold tried to do it. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, that's a technical. I'm like, no, wait, that's not basketball season yet. Right. It's And the Vikings winning it overtime. I'm shocked. I, I, in my head, I just think when we go to overtime, I'm just thinking, okay, who's going to kick the field goal? Right. But the fact that Minnesota actually scored a touchdown. Right. KJ Osborne, the rookie, which, of course, what Minnesota needs another weapon besides dalvin cook and adam thielen and justin jefferson right and he scores the touchdown and he does the like stefan Diggs celebration from yeah, the minnesota miracle he rips off his helmet, helmet yeah and There's they get no the need. 8k camera in his face i i loved it and a, and a walk-off type of win it was great i know you probably didn't like it no no just be you've done it before but you know what the you know what i have a problem with i don't know if you watched any of this game at all but for me why is Darnold not running the ball? Like, when they were winning, yeah. did we not talk about it? Oh, wow, he's got wheels. He can run 5, 6, 8, 10, 12 yards. Yeah, he was leading like, the re- league in rushing touchdowns. Like, why Why do you not design plays for him to run? Or even like just, Allen. Or even more broken down plays. Or, just or that, it. either or, for sure, for sure. But, I mean, you, both. Especially when you don't have your security blanket in McCaffrey. Exactly. Not that because Chuba got a touchdown, good good Canadian kid, but like he's not Christian McCaffrey, and I think everybody in the world knows that. And the Panthers were up. Like this, this was a game they've got to think. Geez, we could easily be four and two here, or five and one. Really, they could have beat the Cowboys. No. It was a winnable game. So what's their what's their like legitimate loss then? They play Tampa yet? I'm trying to think who to like because the five and one thing is it's definitely possible if yeah. they were. I don't even want to say better coach. No, because they beat three bad teams. Because we remember we talked about that when they, when them and Denver were both three and zero, and then we said, yeah, look who they beat though. Let's go right. back. Because uh, the Broncos had beaten the Jets, the Texans, right? Like this is this is great. So week one. 1914 win in the Sam Darnold revenge game against the Jets. <laughs> there you go. See, week two was the it, one where that I'm. They had me for a week that they beat the Saints 26-7. But I told bad you, bad Jameis. And I t- yeah, the Saints aren't good. They beat the Texans when it was Davis Mills's <laughs> first start. <laughs> yeah, and then 36-28 loss to the Cowboys. 21-18 loss to the Eagles, which was a winnable game. Absolutely. Well, wasn't that the block? Didn't the Eagles block a punt? Yeah. And then this loss, yeah. So these next, they could be six and zero when you sh- when you, you give me that because the Cowboys was probably the most was the one game they they weren't as much in where they easily could have won those other two then. Yeah. So they could be six and zero right now, right? This is going to be. I'm I'm just going to roll through their schedule really quickly because this is a fascinating but, team, right? So this week they're at the Giants, at the Falcons, home for the Patriots, wow. at Arizona. Home for Washington, at Miami, bye week. Home for Atlanta, at Buffalo. Home for Tampa, uh, at New Orleans, at Tampa. They might only lose four more games. They'll lose two to Tampa, Buffalo, and Arizona. The other games are winnable for them. They might be a playoff team, for God's sakes. No. If if we're calling them bullish at 3-3, three and three, I, I think they lose one of those to the Falcons. I don't think they so sweep they're gonna the lose, Falcons. So they're going to go 11-3. S- uh, sorry, ten and seven. 
Okay, so they're three and three. So we'd say they beat the Giants in New York. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna lose. I just told you who they're gonna lose to: Tampa Bay twice, Arizona, and Buffalo. They're not gonna. Oh, yeah. yeah but you just the run them out. Yeah. Going, they're all winnable games. Like, cause they're not terrible. No. They're they're right. We got the bad tier of teams: the Texans, the Jets, the Lions, and I don't know. You want to add another team in there? What did you wait? Miami, what? yeah, Miami. That's probably right. In there. And then after that is the next tier, like the Vegas, Denver, yeah, Indy, Carolina, Cincinnati, yeah, uh, the Patriots, yeah. All the teams where you're like, yeah, they could make the playoffs. Yep. They're not going to go 500 no, unless you, there's a tie. Oh God. Hey, you're going to love that if, eight, if there's a fu- eight, eight, eight and one. one. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Someone's gonna do it to yeah. me. Oh yeah. Um, the it wasn't the best game of the weekend, but watching Aaron Rodgers score that rushing touchdown, yeah, and then scream at Bears fans, "I still own you. I've owned you my whole life." Uh, you know what? I'm surprised at that there wasn't a penalty on the play for taunting. No, uh, for the guy pushing him because once you cross, oh, right? Because yeah, yeah, he's he the did. quarterback, right? If that happens, like. At the five yard line, that might be a penalty. I I don't know. I just sometimes I just think it's it's some of the plays are uncalled for with the on the defense when like they they jump on a guy he's already down and they hit him again. It, I, I'm sure they're taught that, but yeah, and that one I was like, ee, you kind of he's already over the like he did the old yeah like just ball over, over and then the of course the guy's pissed off so he pushes him right, but uh, in a twenty four fourteen game. I didn't feel great about the Packers. The, I, I the thought Bears were in it. There's a few times this year that I couldn't remember who my pick was in our. Oh, you were worried that it was. Yeah, the I Packers? thought it was Green Bay. I thought, oh yeah, I must have taken Green Bay. I hate the Bears. I don't think they're good at all. And so yeah, the Bears score first in this game. And but Green, yeah, Rogers has is I think he's 22 and five. Yeah, it's something like or that. something like a crazy record against the Bears, regardless of where they're playing. So. He owns them. And you know why he said that, eh? Because there's a woman flipping them off, yeah. Yeah. Double double, double bird. bird. I was gonna say his press conference, I I forgot about Cheeky Aaron Rodgers. Like I remember a few years ago when they were like two and three or something and he just like spelt out relax. Like he is just like calm, cool, collected. And the fact that he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I, I he also sounds southern, but he's from California. Like he has right. like a southern accent sometimes. Uh the fact that he was just like, Oh, you know, I blacked out. I don't know what I said. Like he's so facetious like you could just see him play with the media and everyone's laughing along because he knows what he's doing we all know what he was doing in that moment right uh the the weird the weirdest game because sometimes with coaches like i go back to last year kevin stefanski missed the brown steelers playoff game the browns won the Saints didn't have coaches in week two, and they yeah. got killed by the Panthers, which yeah. we actually forgot to mention about the Panthers. They won because they were missing like nine coaches. Coaches, right. Due Ari- to COVID. Yeah. It Ari- wasn't the wedding ring scenario. <laughs> or the wedding band, sorry. Thank you. Uh, Arizona doesn't have Cliff Kingsbury. They have Vance Joseph, who was the Broncos head coach a few years ago. They right. have two coaches splitting the duties, and Arizona didn't miss a beat. They haven't missed a beat this year. It's it's weird that we have to keep the seventy two dolphins the the yep. champagne keep is still it, cork yeah it's still cork because yeah Arizona who 
what were they last year? I think they had a losing record last year. Yeah, they I think been they were seven, seven and nine, nine or six and ten. They're gonna have a decent schedule, like other than their own division. Yeah, which is uh, is all of a sudden turning out to be like not the division, the beast that we thought it was gonna be. No, but I think well, Seattle loses Russell Wilson. That's like the biggest blow to that, and San Francisco is just kind of meh. Yeah, they've just been mad because they have they haven't had their team together in two years, so it's just taken them a little while to mesh. I think they'll be there. A thirty-seven to fourteen win, and the so Nick Chubb doesn't play in this game. Kareem Hunt gets hurt in this game, and I'm just wondering: is this Cleveland like like is there a chance they miss the playoffs now? Yep. Like if, if Baker's not playing, they play Thursday against right. Denver. No Baker, no nope. Case Keenum, right? Which that's a great matchup. Case Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Sign sign me up for Thursday night with that. I've I've if you're Cleveland, you have to hit every panic button possible. Yeah, it's too bad in Cleveland because last year they didn't have their wide receivers, so they had no passing game, and now they have no running back, so they've got no running game. They seem to to not be able to to win. The only thing I think is the positive for Cleveland is who is overtaking them? Because we talked about it last week with like the seven playoff teams. It's it's Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore. Uh, why am I forgetting a fourth division winner? Uh, It'll be Kansas City. Kansas City will go. Yeah. So those are you have five teams there. Right then there, we said yep. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Yep. Who out of that next group? Like Vegas? I, I guess it's good for they looked good. Vegas. Yeah. Kansas. Just again, they're coaching, right? Like. <laughs> You just think I, I just keep thinking that they're they're a good team. I just thought that they're what happened would affect them more. It, it did in the first week. Yeah, yeah. When he was still coaching, and this week they just kind of looked inspired and yeah. They it seemed like a, they played for themselves. It right. didn't matter who the coaching staff right. was. Do you know John Gruden's son is the strength and conditioning coach with the Raiders? No, and is still the strength Eesh. and conditioning coach. That's that's a. That's a tough one. That's a weird scenario. They beat the Broncos 34-24, and it's just, you know what? Yeah, this is the Broncos team. They're they're the AFC Panthers. In Denver, too. I wonder, is Denver's coach going to get on the hot seat? I don't think so. Is there Was there high expectations in Denver other than in Denver? That's true. I don't think so. Probably not. I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, last game of the 4 o'clock window was – see. It had to have been the best game. Like, first, what's like, the competition? I'm, Minnesota, I'm, Carolina. I'm not. Uh, again, I'm being biased here, but I wouldn't. Just because it's my team, I wouldn't call it the best game. But I thought it was. Like from a neutral standpoint, like how? how just watch the last two minutes of this game, and it's the best game. Yeah, the Cowboys beat the Patriots in overtime, 35-29, because they got yep. the six in overtime. That's right. Yeah, uh, kick the extra point. Uh, I don't even know where I want to start. I feel I'm I'm worried about Dak because he's the calf injury that they're gonna evaluate. Right, that's definitely a question mark. C.D. Lamb, he's the new number one receiver in Dallas, and he was he almost just felt like the Cole Beasley where he was just like, okay, you need to make a play. Uh, C.D.'s there, first down. Like right. it just felt like he was moving the chains all the time. Right. Dak threw for 445 yards. Yeah. And once I should go once Lamb scored the touchdown and he waved goodbye. And then he got pushed. He did. Which, you know what? He, he deserved that. He did deserve Again. that. Because he was he was Why? celebrating a couple yards away from the end zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He just didn't. Yeah. Again, just go in the end zone. He could have got yeah. Leon Leaded. That's right. Who did that? Tasker? Yeah. 
Steve Tasker. I always want to say Luke, but that's his son. Um, this is, again, we have to have the Trevon Diggs conversation because I think anybody who thinks he's the number one cornerback in football just watch this game because the interception he got, I don't want to say lucky because you have to be in the right place at the right for time. For sure you do, yeah. Bounces off the wide receiver's yep. hands and runs it back for a touchdown and everyone is singing the praises and, oh, look, he has more touchdowns than his brother who's a wide receiver. Right. And it's all hunky-dory in cowboy land. Yeah. And then the next play, Mac Jones gets the ball 75 yards and Diggs gets it. burned. Burned big time, yeah. And this is this, and you even said it. You're not irrational about the player that he is. You're He's right. high risk, high reward. Absolutely, yeah. He could, yeah. There could, there's going to be a touchdown scored if you throw his way. Either he's going to intercept it for a touchdown, or he's going to not be able to stop the wide receiver. And this Cowboy team, five game winning streak. There's you, you could look at it now and say if they play Tampa Bay again. They could easily – I mean, they almost beat Tampa in that week one game. Exactly. And it, to me, I think the Cowboys' defense has gotten way better. Mm-hmm. They are way better. Yeah. Like, because, let's be honest, they couldn't be much worse than they were last year, right? But they are way better, and they're actually, I think, helping the team win games now. Yeah. And it's it's one of those – like last year, it was always, oh, look at how many points Dallas is giving up. And right. They obviously lost Dak early in the season. So now it's this balance of, okay, well, you know what? If – their defense gets a stop or two because that's really all you need with this Cowboys offense. Yeah, it seems that way, yeah. Uh, to Sunday night where I I just want to petition the NFL. Can we start flexing like after week one? Like just <laughs> let's start flexing yeah. right away because if this Dallas New, or Dallas New Orleans, Dallas New England game was Sunday night, it right. would have gotten yeah. all of the ratings possible. For sure. Two, the probably two biggest franchises in football. Yeah. And instead we get Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger. And it's not 2006. No, it's, it, it is really not. The, we're both in the, damn, still in the league then. <laughs> Super Super Bowl rematch from 2006. Um, I thought it was actually a decent game for yeah for for felt bad for Geno at the end. No, but. yeah, it. So the Steelers do win 23-20 in overtime. Geno Smith gets stripped by T.J. Watt, which then he talks about like drinking milk, like he tweeted about it after, which was kind of weird. Um, it was a better game than my expectations were very low. And I'm going to be honest, I switched over to baseball pretty quickly, Okay, but I came back for the fourth quarter and I was like, okay, let's, this is at least going to be an interesting game because who's, who's throwing the touchdown, who's throwing the interception. And instead it's Geno Smith in overtime, because like you said, every game's a blowout or overtime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I guess the Steelers have to be put in that conversation again. No, no, don't you dare. We're not doing it. Nope. Nope. Good. Nope. They're just, again, they're being fakers. What did you think about the Russell Wilson? Did you see that whole compilation of him running a fake two-minute drill? No. It was it was kind of weird. Like, he was, like, run. There was no one else on the field with okay. him. But he was, like, calling plays right. and, like, rolling out of the pocket. He didn't have a football. He just had, like, a – he had a cast on his finger. Right. It felt like one of those, like – it's on prime time, so he knows the cameras are going to be on. But he runs this like fake two minute drill and ends up with touchdown. I mean, I hope he would. He was by himself, right? But it was just like a weird performance, right? And it, this game also made me think because they brought up uh, Cam Newton after the game. Like, why wouldn't you sign Cam? And Pete Carroll said he talked to him, right? Is Cam Newton better than Geno Smith? No, no, I I don't think so. Like to me, to be honest with you, I think the Steelers' defense is decent. I don't think they're great, but they kind of showed Smith's Smith's uh, flaws in this one. 
Yeah. That's all it is. Not a true number one, which he's not. He's a serviceable backup. Exactly. And, and they still almost won. Yeah, they right? did. They they did hang around. It, yeah. It also just sucks because they have... Not, I don't even know if you can count San Francisco in that conversation anymore, but it's still Arizona and the Rams right. not really getting past either of them. No, exactly. And Seattle's defense is now the Legion of Boo. <laughs> not the Legion of Boom. Uh, finally, Monday night, Bills-Titans, which I feel like they've played like five times in the last two years. Yeah, and I'm glad it was Miracle uh, Music City Miracle 2 in this one. They they tried it again. This was definitely a forward pass. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Derrick Henry has three touchdowns. They win 34-31, but the whole, the whole point of this game... It comes down to the fourth down play. There's what seven. It, to me, it doesn't come down to the fourth down play. It was third down, and I th- I thought Allen got the first down when he, again, remarkably, he hurdles a guy, yeah. like gives himself up. Like this team must love this guy, and he loves them because no other quarterback I can do it, yeah. really, and or it wants to, to do it. And yeah, to me, I think he got the first down. When he dove, when they showed the replay, I liked the what they had on the. the I love that. The, yeah, it, the it's extra almost line. exactly so. It shows you exactly where you're at, right? Rather than being a little bit more obscure with the. Anyway, I thought he got it that way, but again, game of inches, isn't it? Dude, I I don't know if maybe this is why I can't be an NFL coach, but I would just take the points. I would rather I agree take the coin toss and go to overtime. I agree. Because, yeah, but again, I guess in a coach's mind, you're flipping a coin and maybe you don't win. But your defense has been, well, I guess they weren't playing great. They give up 34 points. So maybe that's what he was thinking. Let's just go for the win here because we're that close. I'm sure we can get an inch here and then get three more or four more downs um, with, what did they have left, 25 seconds? Before the fourth down? Yeah. Something like that. Like yeah. it, they, There was they, still lots of time, right? Like, it wasn't like, oh, we only have one play and that'll be it. But then it was also... First and goal. Like, I, I don't know why Allen went up to the line either. Like, I know he just was doing QB sneak, but yeah. I feel like I would rather have him have a couple yards to take a few steps and then to, either uh, jump or yeah, yeah, put his ha- head down. Right, or go run wide or, you know, run option pass. I, I agree. Because, yeah, that's like a Tom Brady play because that's all he can do. And he's, you know, anybody, a lot of quarterbacks can only do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. Why not come up with a design? You, they have so many design running plays for him. Like, is there not one in this, you know, position? Yeah. Even the, the two-point conversion play they ran was so cool. But it oh, also that was felt awesome. so yeah. unnecessary because he, yeah. Allen was just that wide open. Exactly. Yeah, they they run agree. a double reverse Philly Philly play. Yeah, they could have just did the reverse, and that probably would have worked. I don't even like how many defenders were even on that side of the field. Yeah, like it looked like like zero. all three of them could have just played tag with each other. It just felt like yeah, I agree. It it felt like a it was a cool play call, but it felt yeah. like the wrong time to pull that out. Like fourth and inches. Yeah, that yeah that play it it's riskier, but right if it works out, you right. become a hero. It, yeah. At least. The thing about this for Buffalo is they're what five and one, five and two, four and two, four and two. Again, they're Probably gonna have a two-game lead still in their division, right? So, and, and who who is their best competition in yeah, the division? New England, which who are they're gonna? We don't know who they are. They're a middling team. They're gonna get two chances to beat New England, and they're right. probably gonna beat them both times, unless even if they go one and one, I don't think it's gonna be enough. 
for New England. That's true. To catch Buffalo. I just Buffalo seems so, again, they could have won won this game, right? They could have beat the Steelers. They could be six and zero, And they're uh, to me the best team right now in the NFL. Is there any AFC division that's up for I guess the West we still have to say? Yeah. I can just say that'll be a two team race, Chiefs and Chargers. But yeah, you're right. The AFC is almost like you can just say the Bills, the Titans, and the Ravens, Ravens are cinches to yeah. win their division. And then you're going to see whoever loses that West. Yeah. They're going to make the playoffs. They'll be a yep. wild card team. It's almost like, yeah, we're eliminating teams here and we're only in week six. That's sad. At least the NF- actually is the NFC that much more fun. I feel like it, you you were right at the beginning of well, the year. We're, we're just talk- so top heavy. Yeah, like we know who the good teams are and we know who the bad teams are. Unfortunately, it's not it's not, not like the NHL. Now, which good transition. We'll get to the NHL where we haven't talked since opening night, and there's quite a bit to talk about. I wanted to roll through a bunch of it really quickly. It was great to see Jonathan Drouin in his first game back with Montreal score that opening goal. Even though Montreal lost, they're actually it's probably a good time to just say they're zero and four. They said Shea Weber is probably not going to play hockey again, and every every panic button in Montreal. We're, we're well, we it's not a panic button. We knew they weren't going to be good. We just didn't think they'd be this bad to start. But yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs, especially losing to Buffalo. Who yeah. we'll talk about Buffalo, and they lose five nothing to San Jose. It's it's just it's bad losses, right? More than being zero and four. Yeah. Uh, also on opening night, as we were watching, uh, we were watching that Washington game. I didn't know Ovechkin passed Marcel Dion. There you go. Now he's fifth all time in scoring. Four behind the next guy. I mean, uh, I feel like all everyone cares about is the Gretzky record, yeah, but he's oh, not going to catch it. I mean, he signed what a five year extension, so he has at least he has at least the time to do it. Uh, right. No, not point leader. Goals. Most career goals. I, w- oh, I was going to say, I thought Gretzky had 1,400 goals. Uh, nobody's 1,900 assists. That's wild. Um, uh, Yager. No, wait. Brett Hall. He's, he's Brett Hall. Seven, seven goals behind Brett Hall. I wonder. Actually, he's probably not going to catch Yager. He's at 734. Yager's at 766. So he's probably not catching Yager this year. He'd probably no. catch him next year. And Gordy Howe, 801. And. Gretzky, 894. Yeah. That's crazy. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky was it, just it, another level. It, it's just incredible that we're actually even just talking about the fact that he has a chance to catch Gretzky because I never thought anyone would ever be able to say that. Yeah. I still don't think it'll he'll do it, but just the fact that we're even it's talking about it is that's incredible. Uh, Jack Hughes with the celebration of the year already, an overtime winner against the Blackhawks, and... It was it was a great goal, great patience, and then he just throws his stick into the stands. My first thought was, "Oh, that's really cool." My second thought was, "Do you really want to get rid of that sk- that stick? stick he, just, yeah. he just scored a. He sc- I think he scored two goals in that opening game. Right now, you're just getting rid of the stick. What did you think of that celebration? Yeah, I like that. I just hope nobody didn't. It didn't cause a fight in the stands, right? Because yeah. a, a stick is a long thing, and you could have like five people holding. Because I've, I've seen it before. It's just, it can get nasty. That's one of my favorite clips ever is uh, a bat went into the stands yeah, and I, two guys are grabbing it, it and the and third guy comes in who yeah. wasn't even doing it. Right. So he said, just, let's do rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And he ends up winning it. Right. It was the best. Uh, the Kachucks, because we get to talk about both of them. Uh, yep. 
thank you, Eugene Melnick, for your listenership because yeah, he, listened he listened to us. To us. And yep. Get gave, him signed. He gave Brady that contract. That's right. On opening night. Yep. Seven-year deal, $8.2 million per year. Some people might say an overpay, but I don't think so. He's ultimately, I think it's not a doubt in my mind, he's the captain of this team, yeah. even if they haven't given him the C yet. Exactly, yep. And to get him an opening night, it was pretty cool to see him in the arena, and he was getting the fans fired up, and I think he makes his season debut tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's, it's just good for a young Senators team. They're, they're going to be a fun team to watch, at yep. least. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then Matthew Kachuk on the other end, uh, one of the Flames is flipping the puck out of the zone. I, it's going I love over their play. bench. I, you know what? It goes to show... Oh, sorry. Finish your story, because some people might not know what happened. And so the puck's going over the Flames bench, and Kachuk, you know what? Just instincts. He gets up, and pretty good hand-eye coordination, swings his stick, and hits the puck, and stops it from going over the glass. Little did... I didn't know, but that's, I, it's still a penalty. I I did I wouldn't have thought to do this, but what a smart play by Matt to. I know he ended up getting a penalty for it, but who cares? He's trying to to help his teammate out by not getting a penalty. Yeah, he he basically sacrificed himself. The two minutes, yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. on on the bench, right? Like you're, I don't know, aren't you catching your breath and stuff? But. And what eye hand coordination to be able to do that on top of that. And I think even it, if you try to do that, right? Yeah, it would you, be pretty I'd hard. I get two minutes for attempting to high stick, but not <laughs> touching the puck. It it's good, and hopefully it's a, a good sign for this flame season because it wasn't off. It's not off to a great it's start. Not, I think they've no. lost like they haven't done well so it's, far. It's been not even that. I was going to say like opening day losses. I'm pretty sure they haven't won one in like over a decade. Like, let me ask you this question. Is Sean Monaghan and Johnny Goudreau, have they played yet? <laughs> yeah. That's, Unfortunately, that's where I am. have. Yeah. And it's, it's good because they have this team of, like, grinders, but then Monaghan and Goudreau just kind of stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. Like, they're not Sutter kind of guys, right? So well, we'll unfortunately see. not. Uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit played an absolutely ridiculous game, which it made me happy because the, the Red Wings were up. Yep, big. Big. And Tampa Bay comes back and wins, which actually wasn't the biggest part of this game. Tyler Bertuzzi scores four goals, which... Too bad he can't play in Canada. (laughs) I just... I couldn't not think that. Like, he had a great game. Yeah. You're going to miss, like, nine games this year. That's right. Score all the goals you want. Um, And also... Dylan Larkin gets run into the boards, and then his instinct is to get up, and I don't even know which red, like like Bob Probert. Like, he just, just punched a guy. socked a guy yeah. in the face. Yeah. He got a suspension for it, which yeah. even just biasly, he deserved a suspension. That right. was, like, vicious. I'd never seen anything like that from no. him. No, exactly. And I, I know no one's going to panic about the lightning, but the fact that they had to come back and win 7-6 in overtime, like, are yeah. these the games they're going to have to play this year? It seems like it. It seems like it, and unfortunately, it looks like they may have lost their best player for the year. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there, unless they're trying to get under the salary cap again and doing that those shenanigans. Which it's it's good. It's a good transition because Nikita Kucherov is on LTIR now, and they're gonna save that eight whatever million. And it made me think of a rumor I heard that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche. We're both interested in Jack Eichel. Oh boy! And it just made me think if yeah, if Tampa Bay him. somehow did this, yep, now they can get him. <laughs> it just 
is is Stamkos on the third line then? Like what? I just I thought about everything they could do with that team at that point. Right. It, it's probably not going to happen. But right. if Tampa Bay throws an offer that Buffalo likes, yep. and we see Jack Eichel, and they're going to do it again for, yep. then there'll be another eighteen million over the salary cap yep. going Come into playoffs. playoff time. Colorado was the team that I heard that, and it's the reason it didn't happen is because Buffalo doesn't want to retain any salary on Eichel, right? Which made me think, like Tampa Bay would be crazy, but if your top three centers are Nathan McKinnon, Jack Eichel, and Nazem Kadri, right? That's that's a pretty nasty that's pretty team sick for sure. Uh, Give me your uh, your Red Wing take. Have you watched the first? Because I've watched two two of their first three games so far. So I watched the Lightning game. Okay, I watched the game against the Blue Jackets. Okay. I just, I like the direction they're headed. Okay. I like that Lucas Raymond got his first goal. I just, I like that also uh, Moritz Sider yep. and Victor Hedman were going at it. Right. I like that this team has some fight. They kind of remind me a bit of Ottawa. Right. I think they have a better goalie, which makes me feel better. I think goalies. Ottawa is goalies. I, I yeah. would say both. And Ottawa is probably the better team outside of the net but i just i feel like they're going to be feisty and they're just they're going to compete in games right and which they have been yeah and they're going to get verona back by uh i don't know january hopefully right. or no right. i think it's like three or four months whenever they get them back that's your number one scorer right there right and it's it's at least a team i can like even if they're not going to win a lot fair enough they'll be they'll be in games well they to in my mind they totally outplayed the blue jackets they outshot them two to one. Could have been way more of a blowout than what it was. But again, it's Columbus. I don't think Columbus is very good. Like Jake Voracek wasn't even noticeable out there. I kept forgetting that he was on that team. Man, like even, he's okay, but even even Line, like it's yeah, like Line. I, I I found he's trying to make move. He's not a he's not a guy okay, who can beat three guys. No, with the puck, right? He's the guy. He's in the slot. Get me, get him the puck. And he'll put it in the net. Yeah. Right on a one-timer. That's who he is. And I know way too many times against the Red Wings, I noticed that he's trying to beat guys. It's not his game. No. He had the – I think it's because we saw him do the end-to-end rush in a preseason game that everyone thought, yeah, could he yeah, beat us? No. Sure, if you give him 60% of the ice to skate down and have all the momentum, right. sure, he could make a move like that. But yeah. how often is that going to happen? Right. Uh, a great story from the first hockey night in Canada. Uh, the U of T goalie becomes the backup for the Leafs because yes. of cap constraints. And I, I don't really want to get into that part of it because everyone's going to freak out about that. But it was great to see Alex Bishop just be an NHL player for a day. For sure. Like that'll, you'll be able to tell his kids and grandkids that, right? That he got to be an NHL goalie for a day. That's pr- It's pretty cool. It's, yeah, that's, you know anyone would love to be able to do that right especially no pressure you're not playing right but you get to be in the dressing room right like you get to hang out with the guys you get a sweater you get a jersey with your name and number on it i'm sure you get a you know the contract you sign a one-day contract right that's you frame that and you know bob's your zamboni driver (laughs) i i i just thought when i saw the story i just thought oh what like what if what if campbell got hurt like what if he did have to play so and here's my other question, though: Why couldn't they sign the backup, the uh, backup guy, to be the Zamboni driver? Are they pissed off at him now because he beat him? So he could, he could, like he practices with them. Yeah. He's their practice goalie, they, isn't he? Maybe they, he's not anymore, right? Yeah, he might not be. He might have retired after winning a yeah, game. Yeah, because he was a little older too, right? But 
Uh, okay, so we talked about the Eichel thing. Uh, Monday night was supposed to be the Austin Matthews return. It was all great in Toronto land. And they play this game against the Rangers where watching it, and if you just watched it and took away the scoreboard, I would have said, okay, so it's probably like 6-5 or something like that. Right. It's a 2-1 overtime game. And I actually enjoyed how both of these teams played. Like, I feel a lot better about picking the Rangers to make the playoffs. Yeah, because they didn't look good early. I like who they got as a head coach because I think Galak can kind of put them over the edge. Um, but I wow, watching the highlights of this overtime was unbelievable. It's like it's, heart stopping. Like you just, yeah, it's great. I just love it. It's what three and three overtime it should, should be. be always. Yeah, don't just recycle the puck again. It should. I bring that rule in. You cannot take the puck out once you're going over the blue line. Unless it just goes out on its own, you can't take it out on your own. Is how I would like that to be handled. Even I would, I would say, would you compromise and say red line that they can't go back past the red line? Yeah, to their own sure, zone? sure. Start off with that, just just to try and eliminate that recycled. Okay, we're going to make a line change or because again, it would keep those two on ones and three on twos and breakaways. It it's just going to happen, right? Like that was unbelievable hockey. It's just. It, it, I enjoyed it. I, again, those are the games like, ah, I should have watched that game. Yeah. But really, he, they showed us like Everything probably the most happened. exciting parts of the game, right? So I, I still don't know how Matthews didn't score. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's probably Rust. We'll blame it on Rust. It's one of those, like, I know he's a great shooter, but the goalie's like halfway out of the net. Like, just yeah. make a move. Exactly, yeah. And the Rangers, Panarin gets the winner, and... And he looked excited. Yeah. Like it was a monkey off his back there. It was It was probably not the first game, but it was definitely one of those games of like, imagine you played this without fans. And yeah, it no wouldn't be energy. the same. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. yep. Everyone it's, got excited. It's said way too many times, which uh, if I can just go back for one second mm-hmm. um, to the NFL, it was the first week, uh, actually first week, first game that I can remember. Other sports we can talk about. Um, when the Jays are in Seattle, it feels like Toronto fans are there. Yeah. Um, when the Yankees were, okay, that's baseball. But a- any other sport, you can probably think of uh, a situation where there might be more um, visitors there. Yeah. NFL is the one league when, can you ever think of a time, because it did happen this week, the Titans and Bills, they said Buffalo fans were there in droves. Which and you could tell if you could if you listen to the game, you weren't quite sure it could have been a neutral site game. Yeah. And it usually because if you're at home, you know, it's all the home That's home team fans clear. are there, right? Yeah. And that was the first time I think ever I ever recall that happening because there isn't any other all the other leagues I could because there's some bad franchises. That's probably why. Yeah. And so you can see that. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that. I also just the only other team I could think of was the Chargers, just because I don't think yeah, they have that's that true. many fans. That's true. That's true. Because that happened when the Cowboys played them. Yeah, exactly. Because they're a fairly, they're a uh, a bad little sister, I guess, or a little little sister in L.A. But yeah, fair enough. Very. But again, that's very rare that that happens. Is all I wanted to say. Uh, we get to talk about Evander Kane again. Can we not? Yeah, if you don't want to, yeah, I, no, I could. We, just, no, we we got to get just, this over it, between Evander Kane and Ben Simmons. Please, guys, <laughs> go figure. I don't know. Go back to school. 
uh, Evander Kane suspended 21 games. And this is fun where you could play this as a guessing game of, oh, what did he get suspended for? Was it what happened between him and his wife? No. Was it gambling? No. No. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he did. Uh, uh, he did do something else. Uh, on the ice, I'm sure he's done a few things where he got suspended too. But no, nope. it's for a fake vaccine card. Yeah, that's right. Twenty-one games. I, I, the one thing I like about this is the NFL, the NHL. I feel like all the leagues are, but the NHL is just you did something wrong, especially with COVID. We're taking it this seriously. That right. twenty-one games is not a small chunk of the season. That's the same as like Dave Brown got when he cross-checked Sandstrom in the side of the head, like back in eighty-seven or something. 21 was, games. I was going to say when Dennis Weidman hit the ref, he got like 20-something yeah, games. That was such a weird one, eh? Yeah. That was so strange. I feel like um, they never said if he was concussed or not, because I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, he yeah, looked yeah, like he was. for sure. And you know what? That's probably why the NHL kind of let that go away, because they didn't want to get involved in in that. Um, the other thing, Kane, was he went bankrupt. Ah, bankrupt. Right. There it is. There you go. Money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. We've had a few Seattle Kraken game. Do you feel yep. like they're a normal team yet? Yes, because I've seen them enough. I've already watched them twice, and I keep thinking they might be Vancouver. They, they do. Have, they do have similar colors, especially that Philly played get... Vancouver and Seattle pretty close. Exactly. Together. Yep. Uh, the Flyers spoiled the Dave Haxtell return. How do you right. how do you feel about your Flyers so far? Dave Haxtell. Believe it or not, is the third winningest coach in Philadelphia Flyers history. They, oh they said this on the on the on game night there, and I, I was like, really? I wouldn't have guessed that for sure. Especially if he's been a part of the alternating playoffs and not. Uh, exactly, he was. Yeah, true. I didn't realize he was there that long, but yeah. Anyway, they look they look good for uh, the first couple games in. They they could have beat Vancouver in the in the first one. They outplayed them for a period and a half, and then Har- Carter Hart gave it let in a couple of real softies. But boy, oh boy, he looked good in this one against Seattle. And uh, but he's not playing tonight against Boston, which I think is probably pretty good. Let Martin Jones in there and see how he does. Uh, and it'll be interesting. Uh, Rustalainen hasn't played the first two games. He was hurt, so he'll be playing tonight. So. It'll be almost a full roster minus Hayes. Yeah, is the only one. And really, the for me the for, for the Flyer. Are you asking me about how the Flyers are doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, their first line looks good. TK is got his confidence back, playing with Giroux and Couturier. Um, I really like their. Um, uh, I guess it's their second line, which is Brassard, Atkinson, and. Can't think of the other guy now. Oh, uh, Joel Farabee. So they've been on fire. I'm not a big fan of the third line with um, JVR, Lawton, and uh, Lidbaum. They haven't done anything really. But And the fourth line's been pretty good too. Because they brought back Nate Thompson, who are the other yeah, two guys. Yeah, in that. Uh, uh, Obey Cabell. And it was Williams. Uh, Williamson, but they just sent him down because they picked up McEwen on waivers from Vancouver, and they must really like this kid because he's playing tonight against Boston. So He's a very Broad Street bully type guy. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably why they, they want him in there tonight against Boston. Is it uh, is it Ellis Pro- uh, Provorov? Are they together? Yeah. Yeah, Ellis is awesome. 
right? He's going to play 25 game minutes a game. Uh, the one thing that they have done, which I think is really smart, is they're kind of li- trying to limit Provorov's ice time a little bit more this year. Um, I think he only played like 23 minutes. He's not playing any uh, power play or penalty kill. Hmm. So Keith Yandel, wh- who, what a great pickup. This is at 750. Um, he's the number one power play guy. And he was in Florida. They just couldn't afford him. Like, I think he would still be on Florida. They just couldn't afford him, right? Too much money for uh, what you're getting from him. But yeah, because he's not like a he's not a defensive stalwart. No, but he's a good number one defense defenseman. So he's he's going to take four, six minutes a night from Provorov, which is, you're not losing anything. If anything, I think you're gaining because mm-hmm. he's, he's really good once the puck's in the zone. And the offensive zone. Offensive zone, yep. And then, so is it... Yandel Braun? Uh, or is it Sandheim Braun? It, well, because Ristolainen didn't play, um, it, they were going with um, Yandel and Feeler was the sixth guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, normally it'll be Yandel and uh, Braun. And then Sandheim the Ristolainen? That's right. You okay. got it. Yeah. And Sandheim looked better in his first two games already than he did all of last year. So again, I don't think it's almost like the Cowboys. I don't think the def- his defense can get any worse. So he's probably going to get better. And it's weird because they had him and like Myers together, and yeah. Myers always looked to me, at least from the outside looking in, he was the impressive one. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, you give him up to get Ellis, though, right? Yeah. I I wouldn't have made that trade for anyone, but if you're telling me you're going to get Ellis for him, then okay, I'll make that trade. I, I did not think Nashville would give him up. No, exactly. And it'll be real interesting now um, to see how Nolan Patrick does in Vegas because the pressure's on. He's moving up in the lineup real quick here, and things might get ugly for him, yeah, unfortunately. Vegas loses Pacioretty and Mark Stone, yeah. and it, again, doesn't look like day-to-day. Right, exactly. So he's moved up the depth chart so he can't hide. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he does there. Uh, so Buffalo Anaheim, uh, are we betting on them to make the Stanley Cup final? Do we th- Might as well, right? They're, yeah, Buffalo's undefeated, first in the NHL, and Anaheim's right up there as well, right? But no, I don't think either of these teams make the playoffs. So I think it's at least, well, like, because Buffalo routed Montreal in their first game, which yeah. was funny to see the up and down trajectory of both of those teams. Anaheim is, they beat Winnipeg. I think they lost to Minnesota at the last second. They lost to Edmonton. The games, the highlights I've seen of Anaheim, they actually just, they look like a competent team. Yeah. Again, I think they'll be better than they were last year, right? So they have their uh, number one pick, McTavish, made the team. So I think he'll make them better. Um, And you know, Zegras will be good. Mm -hmm. So It's still funny to see Ryan gets left. I'm surprised he didn't want to go to a contender. Yeah, me too. He must be content there, right? Sign the one year and and just kind of be there on the, the third or fourth line. Uh, Maybe at the deadline. Yeah. Right? The team that needs that number yeah. three center. Yeah. Uh, my last thing is a couple of interesting... So we've had two headbutts already this year? At least. Yeah, it's been weird. Rasmus Anderson with Calgary and Pavel yep. Buchnevich with the Blues. Right. Which is still funny to say Buchnevich is on the Blues. Uh, they both headbutt guys. They both got suspended for it, but it was just... I've rarely seen a headbutt, let alone two. Right. The, well, the not the Pusnevich, but the other one. It's because his hands were tied, right? So he yeah. just he had nothing. It's a reaction, right? Like I gotta hit you with something. He, exactly. So I think he got one game. Yeah. It, which I can see because based on that, right? His hands are were 
the second one, it it's almost like he it was like a charging penalty that yeah. turned into a headbutt. Yeah, <laughs> like because he, he had his arms, he could have did anything he wanted, but he's Russian, so I won't I won't say anything else. Also, did you see uh, the Superman punch? I did. Yes, that was hilarious. Uh, Marcus Foligno last night from uh, Minnesota Winnipeg game is in a fight, and I've never seen this in hockey. But he yeah. a Superman punch for those who don't know is when you jump and punch at the same time, which yeah. great tactic. Yeah, to you what a UFC slash Marvel movie punch, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a weird like week that we've had in the NHL because yeah. there's so much that has happened. Like I feel like I've definitely missed stuff, but. This has been – it's a great start because now the Pacific Division we thought was open. If Vegas is going to have Patriotty and Stone out for weeks. Yeah. Gives I mean, everybody a chance. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to miss the playoffs because it's no, no. way too early. We're still but the, the best team, but it makes it a lot closer. It's, it is more interesting at yep. least. Uh, anything else from the NHL? No. Uh, well, yeah, I think I have it on my good, bad, and great. So carry on. Uh, NBA, where last night, opening night, it was it was great to see the NBA in their 75th anniversary. They're definitely making this a spectacle of the 75th anniversary. Right. The Bucks get their rings. They unveil their banner. Uh, and then they proceed to kind of dominate the Brooklyn Nets. And are you surprised by that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I, I definitely I didn't know what kind of react like nba finals hangover or something like that but they win 127 104 and the thing is i think milwaukee is just they've always been a good regular season team yeah to me this game was more brooklyn just kind of looked like a mess right and it wasn't because kyrie harvin kyrie irving isn't there there, it was their defense their defense just didn't make sense they have a bunch of guys they don't know who they can trust right once they get into the playoffs i think they'll be fine but it just it was such a weird discombobulated game and Giannis looked like he was ready to go up another level, which sounds insane. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, Brooklyn and the Lakers, they're both going to struggle early, but they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll come on. The, the second game of that doubleheader was the Lakers. They lose the Warriors. One twenty one, one fourteen. Steph Curry, his first triple double since 2016. That was crazy when I heard that. And the fact that in his post, so he had 21 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. And he said after the game, he's like, yeah, I played terrible. Right. He just, he didn't shoot that well. But yeah. the fact that he That's led them why. with the triple double and all he cared about was that, well, not all he cared about. He was happy to get the win, but he was like, yeah, I played bad, but everyone else kind of picked up for him. Right. This is a team that's, like in January, they're going to get Clay Thompson back. They're, yeah, they're and on the rise and they're going to get better. It's it reminds me of those Golden State teams that everyone liked before they got Durant, and it's they have eight or nine guys they can throw out there that you actually can trust for the most part. Right. And this Lakers team again, we're supposed to talk about the teams winning, but with Brooklyn and the Lakers, I just. I'm so interested because LeBron and Davis, they both scored 30-plus points. They're talking about patience, and we're going to gel this team together. And I know they did it in 2020. It didn't really work out last year. But Russell Westbrook had like eight points, and he's supposed to be their third superstar. And the highlights they showed, he didn't – again, I didn't watch this game, but the highlights they showed, he looked uncomfortable. He was making some bad mistakes out there. And it's just – it's a big, it's a big uh oh. It's yeah. what, what does this Lakers team do if Westbrook can't even get up to the level that they need him at? Trade him. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're they're going to make this work because they're, yeah, they're not going to trade him. But no, yeah, it it they'll eventually work. You knew this was going to happen. 
don't tell me they even th- thought it's a surprise. They're surprised. Yeah. They're not surprised. No, they. I don't think anyone expected game one for them to dominate like it's no. game seven of the NBA finals. I was just expecting them to look better, but I, I yeah. came out of this game just more impressed with Golden State. Right. Um, it was also great to see inside the NBA. Again, the best any any sports show out there. It's the best one. Uh, they were live in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. So it was good to see uh, Shaq kept getting the crowd around them to chant Barkley sucks. Okay. They're, they're in midseason form. It, it's great to watch them. I could watch them talk about anything, and it, yeah. would, just, it would be entertaining. Charles Barkley had a pretty uh, poignant quote about Kyrie Irving, and he was talking about the vaccine. And it was, it was really good because usually they joke around, but they kind of gave Barkley like a minute to talk about it right and it basically is everything we talk about of like you're supposed to be a team first guy and he said and he echoed funny enough what you were you've been saying of i didn't get it for me i got it for my family i got it right. for my teammates around me which is yeah. what you should be doing Kyrie kind of sent it as a message to him right which i was honestly kind of glad we didn't have to talk about Kyrie irving because he just he wasn't there that's, that's all right. that mattered we'll talk about him when he's there yeah and I, I wish we didn't have to talk about Ben Simmons, but the fact that he goes into practice, there's a great picture that someone took of him in the middle of like playing defense and his phone is sticking out of his pocket. You could just see he doesn't care. He gets kicked out of practice for refusing to do a drill, which like you already missed so much time. Now he's suspended for the first game of the year. He got fined $1.4 million and Joel Embiid, just said i don't care about this guy yeah and he could do whatever he wants yep. it's not our job to babysit him no i know it's it's the right thing to say i'm yeah. just shocked he actually said it why not good for him for saying that right even the head coach said that we're not sure you know if we can have this guy back you talk to us when you're ready to come back because come on if you're ben simmons you know every camera crew in the world is watching practice yeah. and sure you can say practice we're talking about practice and it's the 76ers so go ahead go down that road make a joke of it i don't know like get the spotlight off you my god and it's not for good reasons no no like what team right now is gonna go you know what the, i want to give up three first round picks for yeah, this guy this guy's but- awesome what a team player Shows up late to training camp, was basically forced to come to training camp, and now won't even listen to his coach. Terrible. I don't. I don't know what they do. I. I don't know either. Yeah, it's. I just hope it happens quickly, so then we don't have to talk about him anymore. Uh, some positive news. Let's let's get to the Toronto Raptors home yes. opener season debut. That's right. First time in almost two years they're playing at home. A meaning with a meaningful whole, game, whole different team. And it's the Washington Wizards who, to me, I, I put all the NBA teams in tiers for you. Or I guess not just for you, for everyone. But I have Washington and Toronto in the same tier because, and this is what's going to make this game really good, is that they, not that they're the same team, but they're on the same level. Right. And just to see the fans back in Toronto is going to be awesome. For sure. For a real game. Because they could play other games, but it doesn't matter until... Your record can go one and zero or zero and one. You got it. Uh, so I I put every every NBA team into a category. So I've got championship contenders, playoff right. contenders, uh, possible play-ins, uh, the who knows category, right, and rebuilding teams. Oh. So I did this before the game, but I, I'm still just going to stick to it. My championship teams, none of these are in a, any particular order, but right. I have the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Nets. 
Okay. Those are the three teams that I fully at this moment trust that they can make it and win a championship. Well, I'm sure the NBA agrees with you because that's why three of these teams played on opening night. Yeah, the Bucks we just saw do it. The Lakers, obviously, they did it the year before. And the Nets, to me, were a shoe size away from probably winning the finals. Right. Uh, the playoff teams, again, no particular order. The Atlanta Hawks, just add... I doubted them last year, but now I just I trust their team, and they actually are a lot deeper than I realized. Uh, Golden State, I put them in this category, but I, I imagined they were more of a play-in team. But this morning, I actually had to move them up because I just liked the team game that they played. Right. Boston, it's, I just I trust those two guys to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're going to do anything in the playoffs? Probably not, but I still trust them to get there. Uh, Phoenix, they just made the finals. Mm-hmm. They're going to have this weird DeAndre Ayton because he didn't sign a rookie extension. That's going to hang over them over the year. Right. But they're still a good enough team to make the playoffs. I wonder now, do I put the 76ers in the play-in? Like, is that Gee. more of their... They're going to be that bad because of Ben Simmons not deciding what he wants to do? Maybe not. I I think I still I still think they're a playoff team because I just think Embiid is that good and right. I think the team without Simmons will actually rally together more. The it'll be like the Raiders. They'll play for each other, not for yeah. this one guy. Right. Dallas because I would say their supporting cast got better and Luca just seems like he's gonna go up a level every year. Yep. Until he becomes. I don't even know what his like ceiling is because everyone would say like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, like if he can get to that level, cool. But that's right. probably like twenty-eight year old, twenty-nine year old Luca. Right. Uh, Denver because the Nuggets are just a very consistent playoff team. When's the Canadian due back? That is a good question. I don't even think he knows that because he said okay. he can't. He had a quote and it was like, "I can't rush time." Yep. He can't rush himself back. I think Denver can still make the playoffs without him. If he right. comes back in like that January, February range, then yep. it's just a trade at that point. That's right. your free free, free, free trade, trade deadline move. Yep. Uh, Miami, because who doesn't love heat culture? And it's going to suck to watch Kyle Lowry there, but right. it's it's a good team. And then I didn't realize that I forgot the Utah Jazz. And last yeah. year I had them missing the playoffs, but I do have them as a playoff team. Again, it's to me it's the same thing as Boston. They'll make the playoffs. Right. Are they going to do anything in the playoffs? They made right. the, con- they made the second round last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't really trust them to do much in the playoffs because they don't have that superstar. No, I think Donovan Mitchell is that can be that superstar. Okay. I think it's Gobert. He's okay. their second best guy. Yeah, and in a bunch of these series, you wouldn't probably be able to play him. Like against the Lakers, you wouldn't. Eh, I guess you could play him against the Lakers. Golden State, you can't play him. Right, they'll run him off the court. Phoenix, you could play him. Dallas, probably. Denver, he can. I just think teams will run him off the court. Just, uh, just hmm? keep him away from a microphone. That's all <laughs> I'll ever remember with him. Oh, what a great... That That is how people hey, are going to remember him. He must feel so silly yeah. now, eh? Like, think, he's probably thinking this is nothing, and it turned out to be the... Anyway. Uh, playing teams... I, there, there is a team I left out of the playoffs just because I, I don't know what they are without their superstar. So I have Chicago. I'll do. I guess I'll just do East teams first. Chicago, New York, Charlotte, and Indiana. 
are just the teams that are in that play-in range. Okay. You don't think sense. New York's better than they were last year? No. no? I, I okay. think it's also just the teams in front of them are better. Gotcha. Okay. And then in the West, Portland, uh, Memphis, and then I have the Clippers in this category because I just don't know what they are without Kawhi yeah. for the whole year. Right. I love Paul George, but is he – my my thing more was are they going to be better than the Lakers, Warriors, Suns, Maverick, Mavericks, Nuggets, and Jazz? Are they going to be better than any six of those teams? Yeah, probably not. Because then you're in the play-in. Right. Um, the who knows category. Again, I'll, I'll just go East versus Washington. Tor- nope. Toronto because I think a lot of people think they're going to tank, which doesn't make sense because what are they tanking for? Four, right. They just they have the team that they want, I think, at this point. And then in the West, it's New Orleans because Zion's hurt and he's going to be out for the first few weeks of the season. Right. Minnesota, just because I never know what they are. Are, are they going to try to make the playoffs? Like you have two extra spots. Can you make the play in? Probably not with a stacked West. Uh, Sacramento, because they're never going to rebuild, but they're always going <laughs> to draft guards. Yep. That's just what their plan is. And then my like frisky team for this year is Houston. Cause I, I really oh. like Jalen green and not that I think they're going to win a lot of games, but I, I think they have their franchise guy and I think they're just a young team. Honestly, if, if I was doing tiers for watchable teams, Houston, I think, will be fun to watch. Okay. I think they'll be in a bunch of, like, 130 to 131 games. Gotcha. Not a lot of defense, a lot right. of offense. Right. And then, finally, the rebuild is Orlando, San Antonio, Cleveland, Oklahoma City, and Detroit. It's teams you don't really need to watch. Right. They'll have some fun young guys, but... Right. That's all you're watching them for. Yeah. Is maybe to see how the Cunninghams of the world are making out. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in the lottery. I think... Right. I feel like a lot of people would push back on Toronto being in that. Who knows? It's just I don't know if I trust I, them more than the other teams. I, I, uh, you stole the words right from my mouth because like, I wouldn't be surprised if they win 15 games, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win 40 games. They're they're in they're, Again, to me, they're the exciting team that's going to be defensive. Yeah. Except in basketball, when you're defensive, it turns into offense, right? Because yeah. so, if you're making a great defensive play, you're usually going the other way and scoring. Mm-hmm. So it still makes it entertaining, right? Yeah. Because so. ahead of them, it's the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, yeah, they, the 76ers, the Heat. I would still probably – I guess the next end would be in that – Could be in that mix, yeah. Because they're probably closer to them, right? So. Yeah. And then it's more of like, are the Bulls – are the Bulls really that good? Like, it's a weird Lonzo yeah. Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine mix. That's why I think it gives the Raptors a fighting chance to, yeah, they can win 40 games because you can beat those Bulls yeah. and Knicks and those teams. Those are winnable games, right? You're not going in, you know, like you would against the Bucks. Yeah. Right, going, okay, what do they play them, four times a year? Something Three like times that, a year? yeah. Right, They're ho- hopefully we win one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where That would be a good thing, but, yeah. The other teams, they could win them all or lose them all yeah charlotte charlotte to me is the ultimate i feel like they had such good games against the raptors last right. year yeah i agree and i think it's more of just like what is lamello is lamello going up a level as right. a sophomore slump like yeah. I, I feel like it's very he's gonna be i don't want to say bust like he's gonna be bad but right. i feel like it's going to be boomer bust from the season he had last Fair year enough. and then indiana because they're still apparently a part of this ben simmons thing so that's 
they're they're the U- they are the Utah Jazz of the East. They're probably going to somehow make the play in or make the playoffs, but because right, they're always competitive, right? But again, no one would trust them to win a first round series, right? So yeah, those are my those are my tiers at least to start the season. Uh, that's also all I've got. So let's get to your bad, good, and great. Okay, what do we got here today? Um. I just started off the bad with yeah the ending of that Giants Dodgers series like what a way to end a series like it was a great series but everyone's gonna remember that unfortunately but other than that it was five good games yeah um again talked about Montreal starting 0-4 I'm not too surprised based on what happened to Carey Price and hopefully he gets better but that's kind of the bad as well part of it mm-hmm. um and then the other one uh just reading uh, Mike Bossy, who in my mind was one of the top, or yeah, was one of the top goal scorers. He's still with us, but he's got lung cancer. Uh, and I know he was a heavy smoker when he played hockey. He was one of those guys that smoked, um, you know, in the intermissions and stuff like that. But wow. A sniper, just a sniper, or the, one of the best pure goal scorers that I've ever seen. I also would want to throw in the bad. I, I wrote down to talk about Jimmy Hayes, but I feel like it's – it's good for a lot of people that they ha- we now have closure that there was fentanyl and cocaine in his system when he passed away. And he was addicted to painkillers, yeah. which is sad, right? That's, yeah. I guess, like, I don't know, I changed my category to sad instead of bad. But, yeah, it, it's just I don't, reassuring that we know that now, I guess. I, I don't know how to, how to closure. word it. It's, yeah. it's closure that we get. And also, I think it's a bigger conversation for the Players Association that you should not be letting this happen to your players. No, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um, good. Um, I, did, I don't know if you know this, but um, Coach Cooper of the Tampa Bay Lightning and Charles Barkley are really good friends. So nice. they actually had a segment. Um, I don't know what it was in the intermission of one of the games that I was watching. I can't remember what, which one it was anyway, but yeah, it was, it was actually pretty neat because Cooper was making fun of Barkley's golf swing and he could beat him in golf at any time. And he had made up a Cooper had made up a, a t-shirt um, just for Barkley, but it was actually pretty neat, but yeah, they've been good friends. Um, I guess Barkley who, he likes all sports, right? Mm. Um, just happened to talk to Cooper in a bar one night. Didn't know he was the coach at Tampa Bay and wow. talked about hockey or whatever. And that's kind of how it started. So he, He's been neat. a good piece for the NHL and TNT. Like for even sure. having Gretzky shoot on him in an intermission. Yeah. Like they've been doing at least more fun stuff. For sure. Like he, he's a, yeah, he's a fun guy, right? He's a, he's a personality, mm. right? And a good one at that. He's had some issues in his past, but you know, he's gotten past that stuff. So. Um, what else? What else do I got here? Um, you already talked about the Bishop thing. Um, the one thing about fans that we've already talked about, but the broadcasters have said that, um, I know the players haven't really said it too much, but it's more like beginning of seasons. Like it's just good to have them back. Uh, but the broadcasters, um, really for all sports have been just, they've really felt it. Mm. They really noticed a difference where, yeah, I you know if you we look go back and look at some games in any sport, I think the the fans can make a difference in games. And last year, there's probably a point where you go, if there was fans in this, I, and it, here's a to me a, probably a number one example. I think the Leafs beat Montreal if there's fans, because there's no way 
that the Leafs don't recover from Tavares going down because it would have been silent with a full building yeah. at that moment. Yeah. But guess what the fans do? They lift their team up. Yeah. And I I just really felt that for the Leafs at that time. Mm-hmm. That was a, a killer that they had nobody there. Because don't tell me they, they they didn't look like the same team. No. They, they they fell apart. And it was funny for that one game that they fell apart. And they brought it back for three games, then right. lost it again. Yeah. Their fans wouldn't have let that happen. No, I agree. Um, And then the uh, what else do we got here? Oh, um, the CBC, for my other good, um, they also um, have uh, junior hockey. So it wasn't just TSN that signed on with the CHL. Uh, CBC, I'll be watching uh, Ottawa 67s against the Barry Colts this Saturday at 3 o'clock. So they have games. um, So does. I didn't realize it was just TSN, but uh, RDS. um, And there was a couple of other networks there as well. So they've spread the wealth a little more. Yeah, exactly. So you'll get to see lots of junior hockey, which I think is a good thing, rather than just Sportsnet. They kind of held on to that. They they showed enough of it, but th- I don't think they showed they showed some. I should say yeah, I don't think enough. they showed enough because they had the NHL. Yeah, right. They that, once that they got that, priority. they took over, and yeah, so you saw way less junior hockey. Well, we didn't see any last year, so I can put that as my bad. Um, two greats. And the first one I'll talk about, because I've seen it a few times, but I had to write this one down because I knew I was going to forget. One thing I've noticed, maybe over the last 15 years, players actually really care about not only their own team, but the other team. So I'll give you an example. Uh, When Mayfield went down um, against the Cardinals, Watts actually was was pointing over to the the trainers on that team. I'll tell you, in the 1970s, you saw the Steelers and Cowboys. You you probably see the guy kick him again to make sure he was still hurt and not going to get up. Right? It's like Bobby Clark breaking Har- Harlamov's ankle. Yeah. There's no way you Bobby Clark's going over. Are you okay? Sorry about that. Yeah. Right. He he's probably going over there. Oh, I only busted your ankle. How about a fibula or a tibia? Yeah. Right. It was just a different mindset. I, I I'm sorry. I can't. I should have wrote down a couple others because I've seen it a few other times. I went. Wow, that's it's so different now. These guys are millionaires, but they really do care about other guys. It was on other teams. The really, the really scary injury in the Sunday night game, the Seattle Pittsburgh oh, one. And I, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Sorry, that yeah, that was a there was two. Um, what was the other game I watched? There was two games where the a guy went off on the stretcher. A uh, Steelers, Steelers, Seattle. Yeah, and there was another one. I can't remember what what it was because one of them the guy had his thumb up, but the other one the he... Seattle guy did not move. Okay, then it was jeez, uh, I can't remember now what the other game was, but yeah, both teams were on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Like every again, again, maybe it wasn't the same in the seventies because get up, you're okay. Yeah. Right? Like you didn't have stretchers or they didn't take the same care, but yeah, it, it's just nice. The sportsmanship is there for the most part, right? Yeah. And the anti-sportsmanship where the guy is, yeah, showing off in the end zone. <laughs> you deserve what you get. Yeah. And in that situation, if you're showing off, you're going to get hit. Okay. You may want to re-record what I'm going to tell you for my, my great, great. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Soccer. Wow. The Davies goal mm-hmm. 
it's giving me chills right now. And I'm not a soccer fan at all. You know I don't like soccer, yeah. but I like sports. Yeah. And this was a sports play. This is one I'll remember forever because it was this guy is incredibly fast. Okay, it might have been – it was so close to going over the line. I wish they would have had instant replay because this would have been – it was close. It was. He had it, it on the line. Yeah, it was close to not – I don't know how it works in soccer. Does it just have to not be on the line to be uh, on the offside part? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It was so close. At that point, you got to give it to him because of the rest of the play, how that happened. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, 30,000 screaming fans in Canada. That might be the soccer goal of all time. Uh, for Canada. For, for Canada, Canada yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was pretty amazing. Especially coming from Alfonso Davies, who is uh, probably already the greatest Canadian soccer player ever. Like, it's it's not much competition he has. Right. To score a goal like that, like right now, they're in World Cup qualifying. If they get in... If and they they're close a, now because of this game yeah. that they won. Yeah, they beat Panama. And right. It's it's at least in the conversation now, which I can't remember the last time Canada even had a chance to qualify. Right, another and this yeah, this guy is unbelievable. Like the highlights again. I didn't watch the game, of course, but the highlights may be like, geez, maybe I should have watched a little bit of this. You know what I mean? Like it 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 was entertaining. And you know the other part I loved it it, it, it there was a little bit of hockey into it because they did have a bench clearing brawl. In soccer. Yeah. It's Canada. So you have to have that. And that I really, I loved it because the guy was, you know, he should have got out of the way. But yeah, you know what? Have. Okay, I'm just going to stand my, or I'm not standing my ground. I'm kneeling my ground here. This is where I'm kneeling. And you know what? You get under his skin. It worked. It worked. Yeah. I just, I thought that was neat, right? And, and again, to me, when, when I first saw that highlight, what I thought was going to happen was, the guy taking the corner kick, well, I could tell he was trying to move. I thought he was going to push him, and then the soccer, the Canadian soccer, guy go, oh, I'm hurt. I got a sore arm or else. But he didn't, right? He yeah. stood his ground, and yeah, now it's now we're you're in Canada. It's hockey land here. We're gonna and we're gonna involve a little bit of soccer. But yeah, that was my great because uh, yeah, that was pretty entertaining. It, it's great if if Canada has a shot at having another sport that we care about. Like n- now, there's a better chance we would pay attention because they have a chance to make the World Cup. And I, you just nailed it. I, I, because maybe that's why I don't like soccer is because our country, typically as an international thing, is we're not very good at it. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Because you know what? I watch the women's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do watch the women's because I know we're good. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's why. But yeah, I just. I, I'll, you know what? You might see me watching Davies the next game he plays because, yeah, yeah, what's the next game in November, which is awesome, in Edmonton. It's going to be the middle of winter. And who is it, who's it going to be? Mexico? Who are they playing? I can't remember. They got two more, two or three games left, right? But And they're all going to be, like, in Canada in the middle of winter. This is going to be awesome. That's already advantage Canada. Uh, I will try to. Can't find believe I'm talking so much soccer here. I I love it or football. Uh, World for Cup. you people that are listening across the pond. World Cup, Concacaf, uh, Canada two and four. Um, they pl- I know they play in Edmonton in November because they were talking about that being, and that will be a big deal. It's too bad they didn't play Panama. <laughs> they just they have quite a few games left. Okay, must uh, be another warm Jamaica. Uh, November twelfth, they play Costa Rica. Nice, beautiful. November sixth, November sixteenth is Mexico. Nice. January twenty seventh is in Honduras. Oh, okay. 
And they play January 30th in the U.S. Then they February, they're at El Salvador. March, they're in Costa Rica. Uh, wait, that's... So they play everyone twice? Is that I how think, that I think so. tournament works? I, just I don't know because we've never been close to it. Like we're always in it, yeah. right? We get. I don't know. Do you do you have to be in a tournament to get into this tournament, or is there is no? There's usually I, two tournaments. Wow. So, uh, okay. yeah, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Panama. Gotcha. That's so we're th- we're right behind Mexico and the U.S. right now. So yeah. that puts us in the the top three. Make it. So we're in. From according to everybody, we're in pretty good shape now. Yeah, they're a point behind the U.S., four behind Mexico, and Panama is th- is two points behind. Right. Obviously, the other teams have to play each other, but yeah, yeah, keep just keep winning. Right. Or keep drawing, I guess. Uh, Get some ties. You were getting me excited about soccer, then you throw the draws in there. Two, one, and fifteen. It's, it's actually. Just, I was gonna say, it, uh, would it make you feel worse that they put the draws in the middle? Yes. Win. Yes. Draw, I'm loss? so. But because there's so, why not put them at the front? Because there's so many of the damn. Th- See, you, now you're getting me off of soccer now. You'll watch draws. You'll watch. Again, you got some time. November again. Soccer. If you're listening, I know you're as bad as MLB, but follow hockey. You and go the overtime route. Imagine that watching like four on. I don't know what you would do. Five on five soccer. That would be entertaining, right? You're going to go back and forth. Someone's going to score. Some wide open space for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was just looking to make sure. Uh, was that your last? Yeah, that was. Yeah, I wanted to end with that. Uh, so that's all we got for this one. We'll be back Friday, I think. Because you work Friday. I work Saturday. So I think we'll do Friday. We'll talk some more baseball playoffs, NFL Week 7 preview. Uh, we'll be able to talk about the Raptors' first game and whatever else goes on in the NHL. Yeah, it's not much going on. We'll be struggling to get through <laughs> pretty, another pretty, podcast. Yeah, especially when we almost hit two hours again. Wow. Uh, so that about wraps it up for this one. We will see you next time.